This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with the world gone crazy. I'm running down the cream, got to have some cream for my coffee. Hey, you're not a all-black kind of guy, are you? No, I don't like black. I don't like coffee. Easy. Why black. do you drink it so much? Because I love it. That's weird. No, no, you know what I mean. I mean, it's like beer. It's like, I don't like beer. Who likes beer? Really? Seriously, when you first- Does it taste delicious? Is that a- Not know? really. No. Beer doesn't a... taste delicious. The first time you have beer, you're like, Ugh, and then you- It's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah, you keep drinking it because you want to be cool like everybody else, and then after a while, you're like, that's not bad. <laughs> but it's never It's never like It's never like when you uh, sip the first, in a hot day, the first taste of a, whether you like vanilla or chocolate, but a milkshake. Mm. Beer's mm. not like that. Beer's like- Unless this is what adults are drinking. Right, unless it's really, really <laughs> hot out. It's like my wife. She says, why do you drink wine? It's so good for you. And I'm like, because it tastes like gar- gross. I like wine, but <clears throat> it's the hangover that I can't handle. Oh, yeah, wine hangovers are bad. The only thing worse than that is champagne. That's another thing that tastes like crap. I love champagne. Eh, champagne's only good with orange juice. Well, yeah, that's good with that, too. That's right. You're right. Mimosa's awesome, mm-hmm. but champagne by itself, ugh. It's a headache, liquid headache. Yeah, like cornflakes by themselves. What kind of monster would just eat cereal without milk? I just... You know what he had this morning? Because you're in there, but you know what the combo was this morning? What? The combo was a combination of... No, it was cornflakes mixed with chicharron. So it was, I had to listen to the crunch mm. all morning. So it was the crunch of the chicharron and the crunch of the cornflakes. Now that's a porky, corny, crunchy <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> that, was, that was his breakfast this morning. Mm. <sighs> all right, so... We did the whole Russian collusion thing in 20, uh, what was it, 2016, yeah. And, you know, with Trump, you know, how we, the Russians were, the Russians were meddling in our election. And then, uh, you know, uh, we spent, what, $40 million on uh, special counsel, what was that guy's name? Oh, um. Remember him? Big nothing burger, sat there yeah, like a, like yeah, a, yeah, 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 well, sat, sat there like a rubber doll at the end of the entire two-year investigation, wasted all this money, turns out there was no Russian collusion. By, uh, Putin, first of all, is not a fan of Trump. Putin endorsed uh, Biden this time. Yeah, I would too. 
<clears throat> so um, it's just all garbage, man. This is all a distraction. But they're going to try it again. Jake Sullivan, the effing liar, lying like liars do about how we got to watch out this time because they're going to try to do it again. As you know, the intelligence community has said that in 2016 and 2020, Russia interfered in the United States presidential elections. Are there concerns or is there even evidence that Russia is planning to interfere in the 2024 election, Jay? I can't speak to evidence today. Because there is none. Ah, okay, you idiot. Or any other day. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, though. But I can't tell you, of course, there are concerns. There because we have to be concerned because if we look concerned then people think there's a concern and there's actual evidence but there's no evidence so we'll make it like there's evidence but we'll tell you there's no evidence in, and, and then we'll tell you that it's really concerning great recap no, no, that has me concerned <laughs> these people are just so just god it's just coming out their ears but i can't tell you of course there are concerns there is a history here in presidential elections uh, by the russian federation by its intelligence services stop okay so we meddle in everybody's elections. Mm. We meddle in everyone's election, including Russia. Mm. We do that. We do that. Yeah, France do th- does it. Italy does. Everybody does it. Everybody meddles in everybody's elections. How do you think uh, Zelensky got put in charge there? Dude, I was reading about like we Ukraine. We had no hand in that? I was reading about Ukraine yesterday. How we're sending them a penny is unbelievable mm-hmm. you're not getting i'm not i do this for a living and i'm not even getting all the news it just happened upon an article buried somewhere in some no name you know news site then i looked it up and i started finding it in other places but it was it's so buried google censors it uh and i don't have it in front of me so i'm not going to be you know doing the whole story basically it's so corrupt there he's doing He's a communist, basically, Zelensky. How could you say that, Rick? He's a brave man. And the brave people... No, let me tell you something about what's really happening. All the rich people, who is what they use to run that country, are gone. A whole generation of young people are dead. There's over 250,000 casualties. Yeah, they've caused... Russia, 350,000 calories, uh, ca- casualties, but that's because they're not, you know, their military is a joke, even though they have a lot of jokey military men and equipment. But the thing is, is that the corruption in Ukraine and what Zelensky has done there, no elections, election. Can you imagine if they did that here? Election suspended. Actually, I could imagine that. Mm-hmm. If we get in a direct war with Russia, you watch. Oh, Just yeah. in time. Just in time for. Biden will suspend the election and it's constitutional. But in in Ukraine, he's not only suspended elections, he's pretty much shut down any opposition candidate. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like, like, I don't know, like Putin himself? But hasn't Ukraine always been corrupt and shady? But then when they got in the war with Russia, we're like, oh, no, we have to help Ukraine, mainly because Ukraine has ties with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And they were like, oh, we got to help them out. And then we sent them a bazillion dollars without even giving ourselves any money to help, I don't know, our own country and our own border. But we're so secure. We're so concerned with their border. Dude, it's deeper than that. I've been trying to find the audio for like a week. Oh, it's much deeper. The the 2014 um, Secretary of State, who, who was it at the time? One of the people in, in the cabinet had was caught on video revealing who the cabinet for Ukraine was going to be like a month before their whole military coup back in 2014. Like, we kind of set that whole thing up to get them to join NATO because NATO has to buy, all NATO's countries need to buy their guns from us and that's how we make money. He's right. It's, It's the biggest money laundering scheme on the face of the earth right now. 
and the the news here is complicit and lying to you, just like the politicians about what's really going on there. We have sent them so much money, it's blinding. Yet we have veterans dying on the streets. We have homeless all over California, New York, saying. New Jersey, everywhere, everywhere else. We can't secure our own border. I mean, it's it's. It's mind-blowing when you really look into this. And again, the story was buried way deep somewhere. I don't even remember the website. And of course, you find one, you're like, well, I got to find something to, you know, to substantiate and, this. And they did. And do you remember in <laughs> true Americans Forum, when this whole war first started, what did everybody go out and do? Put Ukrainian flags in Bought their lawn. Bought a Ukrainian flag and put it on their lawn and waved it from their balcony. Yeah. Because they thought that was the thing they were supposed to be doing because they're fed a bunch of BS from the media. And they're not they're not even an ally. I mean, they may be at this point, but they're not in NATO. Israel is our biggest ally, and yet now we're beginning to treat them like garbage because they decided they're going to defend themselves till the aggressor is gone. But that's a problem all of a sudden because, you know. Well, did you, not to hijack your thing, but did you see the, speaking of Gaza and, and Hamas and Israel, the... Air Force, yeah, guy that went out there, lit himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy. What in yeah. DC? Yeah, killed himself. Said, "I will no longer be complicit in genocide, siding with Gaza." No, he wasn't. He wasn't siding with Israel. He was siding with Hamas and and the yes. Palestinians. And said, "I will no longer <clears throat> be complicit." Set himself on fire and died. And then you have people out there, which made me crazy, calling him a hero. No, Which, he's not a hero. He's mentally want, ill. No, exactly. And they were like, the story I... It's so funny. Depending on who the publisher was, the story would say exactly what you would think, Rick. The story would say, well, uh, right-wing people and, and Republicans are going to try to paint this as mental illness. I don't know anyone that's mentally sane that lights themselves on fire. And you, and you have to hear yeah. that the video has him recording himself on the way to setting himself on fire. When you right. hear what he says, you'll you'll get it. Well, the thing that, and then the same story will say, he's a hero. He was so brave. No, if you were brave and you were a hero, maybe go fight on the front lines. Go over there if you care about it so bad and fight for something you believe in. You don't set yourself on fire and kill yourself so people can call you brave. And the danger behind that, that got me so angry when I read this, is because the media will call this person brave and other people will see it and they'll think that's brave and they'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake Sullivan goes on here about, uh, you know, um, how Russia is going to interfere with the 2024 election. And that's the only way Trump could win. But I can't tell you, of course, their concerns. There is a history here in presidential elections uh, by the Russian Federation, by its intelligence services. And there's plenty of reason uh, to be concerned. And this is not about politics. This is about national security. <laughs> Really? Really? Seriously, dude? <laughs> Sarah, you can try to pull that one? They don't give an F about national security. If they did, they would have a problem with the 31,000 military-aged Chinese men roaming the country right now. So how about this? Screw you, pencil neck. And whenever you say this isn't political, it's political. Yeah. Michael Schellenberg, he's uh, used to be a big-time liberal, wrote for the New York Times. He was involved uh, with Matt Taibbi on the Twitter files when when Elon Musk freed Twitter from the fringe. And um, he was like, yeah, um, this is all garbage, this Russian collusion thing again. Yeah, that's right. There's actually two separate intelligence scandals here to, for people to keep in mind. The first one happened earlier in 2016, where our Sources, multiple sources tell us that Brennan oversaw manipulation of our foreign allies to basically entrap Trump associates to create the pretext for the FBI investigation of Trump. Now, remember, um, John Brennan was the CIA director before Trump and 
know, for the first year of Trump, of course, he, he hates Trump, man. Totally hates Trump. Him and uh, James Comey, remember the guy who was a director of the FBI? They got together and started this entire thing with the backing of Hillary Clinton. The, the, the product was a dossier. That's what they used to highlight Trump's uh, peeing on a bed where Obama slept in Russia. All the stuff that just, you know, it just went on and on. And it turns out that dossier was paid for by the Hillary campaign through through other, you know, it's, it's a shell game, through other corporations, through other, you know, entities like, um, you know, Fusion GPS, which is a company. They paid to have that dossier made to use against Trump. John Brennan and James Comer, uh, Comey uh, were, there, were the ones who sat down with Trump and said, look, man, there's all this information about you being on Obama's bed and hookers and bad stuff and you love Putin. It was all fake. The whole thing was fake. Supposed com- alleged collusion with Russia, which we now know is debunked. The second thing is... Uh, almost a year later, Brennan orchestrates a phony intelligence assessment that comes to the opposite conclusion of what their own raw intelligence, their best intelligence was showing. These are two massive, massive intelligence scandals. What we're witnessing is the political corruption of both intelligence gathering and intelligence analysis by John Brennan. And these documents, we have been told by multiple people, still exist. They're at the CIA. They need to be released. They're probably part of this large binder which may have the other documents to support both the, the evidence of both of these scandals there you go uh, Mike and Sh- uh, Michael Schellenberger <clears throat> now unfortunately we got a horrible story coming out of Georgia Lake and Riley is the girl who was killed at the hands of an illegal immigrant from Venezuela who's been deported five times or taken out of here five times I believe uh, he also has a criminal record uh, it started in New York arrested last year charged with acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 a motor vehicle license violation he also had a criminal history history in Georgia, but because of local jurisdictions, sanctuary jurisdictions never handed this guy over. ICE never got a hold of him. He was never deported again, and eventually he killed this young woman out, nursing student. Just because. There was no reason behind it. No reason. She was 22 years old. A nursing student from Augusta University was found dead while she was jogging. Her friends noticed she hadn't come home yet. And the funny thing is, if you go to AP, Associated Press, they don't even mention the illegal alien, what they mentioned there is, oh, here are tips if you're a woman and you're thinking of going out and doing something athletic by yourself. See, that's, that's what, what... That's like saying... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just, that's like... I, I know, were you going with the rape? Were you going down the rape thing? Like, like, no, saying, no, no. I was saying it's it's like blaming 9-11, uh, doing the 9-11 story and saying, well, you know, uh, this brings up tips for not working in a high-rise building in New York City. It's completely has nothing to do with the story. Well, that the thing that irritates me about the way things are written that way, and I don't know if other women feel this way, but whenever there's something like an assault or a rape or an attack, it's like, here's what you can do as a woman. It's like... Oh, what about the dude? Why aren't you saying, "Hey, yeah, here's not here's here's a way not to be a, a a crazy criminal"? I mean, it's like the the they are taking the responsibility off of the dude and putting it on the woman. Well, you need to do these things to keep yourself safe, which is true, but they're taking all responsibility off of the actual person that's doing the crime. Yeah. Here's some some uh, ice news. A 26-year-old man is in custody, Jose Antonio Ibarra. 
was arrested on murder charges a short time ago, and we are learning Ibarra is not a U.S. citizen and that he might be from Venezuela. Remember, President Biden offered a half million Venezuelan migrants legal status and work permits, and there is a major concern across the country about many of those migrants belonging to dangerous Venezuelan gangs. If this suspect turns out to be a Venezuelan criminal, the crisis at the southern border is about to take on an entirely new dimension. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope people get angry enough to do something about it. Now, the thing is, is that this guy was over here uh, on the invitation of Joe Biden, but we never vetted these people. So what do you think a country, this is a dictatorship now in Venezuela, used to not be, but uh, what do you think he's going to send over here? Prisoners, gang members, people that are disrupting. He's not going to send his best people. He's going to send his worst people to get him out of there and over here. Yeah, let's send all the scientists and all the scholars. (laughs) Let's let them have that. Okay, here's Tom Holman, former ICE director with Megyn Kelly. Well, this guy entered the country illegally in September of 2022 under the Biden open border policy. Uh, He was released in parole into the United States. Like Thousands of people are released every day by this administration. So he's here on parole. But look, let's be clear. He shouldn't be here. Under Trump administration, he'd be sitting in Mexico in the Remain in Mexico program, but they killed that program. Under Trump administration, we ended catch and release. So even if he wasn't staying in Mexico, when you enter the country illegally without documentation, the law says you shall be detained. Not maybe, not think about it, you shall be detained. We ended the catch and release. He should be, at least be sitting in a nice detention facility. They failed him a third time because after he entered the country, he committed a crime in New York City, injury to a child. His wife was arrested for possession of stolen property. Under Trump administration, he would have been taken back into custody for violating his terms of release. But in this administration, Secretary Mayorkas has told ICE, you can't arrest somebody being in the country illegally unless they're convicted of an aggravated felony. He wasn't convicted of injury to child. He's arrested and injury to child is not an aggravated felony. This administration failed this family three times. This is another senseless, preventable death because of this open border. Go home. They come to America. They commit crimes. They beat up on cops. They get a free pass out of jail, and then it's the double bird to the rest of America. This is me taking advantage of your stupid-ass system. Megan, then they go avoid any penalty. There's no accountability. You send them home. They they can be Venezuela's problem. I don't care. Like, get them out of here. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Yeah, baby. Okay, here we go. So, Fanny Willis, or as the, you know, Fawny. 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 Fawny Willis. Um, New data came out yesterday. Really interesting stuff. Data about cell phones between Fawny and Nathan Wade, her lover. If you don't know the story, look it up because I don't have time to tell the whole thing. But basically, they're the ones prosecuting Trump. She had an affair with this guy who was married before this entire grand jury assembled to, you know, indict Trump. She's the district attorney. Nathan Wade is the guy outside of her office that she hired to prosecute the case, even though he has no experience in prosecuting anything near this type of case at this level. Uh, But they were having an affair. Then they went to court because, you know, whatever... I guess they, what would they call that? Um, not malpractice, whatever. Malfeasance. So they dragged, they, yeah, whatever. They dragged Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade in the court last week. There was a hearing with this judge that's trying really hard to be totally like on the level, straight up, but he's really not. He leans left. He, you know, he's a judge that was put in there, but I think it was by Biden. I'm not sure, but um, he's doing as good a job as he can, except 
If you compare it to any of the Trump cases, uh, Trump's never allowed to say anything. If he says anything, he's to get a gag order. This guy allowed Fannie Willis just to yell at everybody in the courtroom, mm-hmm. you know, point her finger at stuff, talk about which wine she liked. It was it was a circus. But then she said, well, you know, we met in 2022, so this doesn't apply to this case. You know, this case was in, in, we were going after Trump way before that. Well, it turns out she perjured herself. Remember that? She said, oh, it happened in 2022. Well, our best friend came out and said, no, 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 no. She was banging Nathan Wade in 19, in 2019. Yeah, so then Nathan Wade said the same thing. He goes, no, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't at her condo. Well, it turns out they had 12,000 interactions during an 11-month period in 2021. That's before the grand jury indicted Trump. Right. So this happened before. So she was already involved romantically with the prosecutor she went outside of her office to hire. They had 2,000 calls between each other. The data from the cell phone towers pointed that these calls came right where her condo is. Now, I'm sure they weren't sitting on the curb of the condo street talking about business. They were inside the condo doing what, you know, people that have affairs do. Do. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, both of them lied. He gets to her house at 3.30 in the morning, right? Uh Uh-oh. No, he gets to her house at 10.45 at night. Okay. He leaves at 3.30 in the morning. He gets to his house at 4, goes back home at 4, and then texts her at about five minutes after 4. Now, I don't think they're texting about a case. He's telling her what a great night he had. Look, here's the bottom line. This case just blew up. Fannie Willis not only has the appearance of impropriety, not only an actual conflict, Fannie Willis perjured herself. Her boyfriend perjured himself. They lied under oath. Yeah, and if you're a lawyer, that's the one thing that's a lawyer that you can't lie under oath. That's why you're a lawyer. That's your, the the court has to trust it. You're telling the truth to the best of your ability. So they both lied. I remember the guy last week that scathing email, calling me names and everything, because that's mm-hmm. what juveniles do is call you names right off the bat, saying that what do you know about the law? She didn't perjure herself. Well, yeah, she did. So there. Big fan of Fanny Willis, I see. <laughs> yeah, so now if she gets disqualified, that means her entire office is disqualified in Fulton County, which they may have gotten a conviction in. It'll go to another outside county. That'll be appointed by the state attorney general. Now, if that happens, who's going to take the case? You're telling me somebody, some some, uh, some district attorney in Macon, Georgia, is going to go, hmm, let me see. Should I take this case? Could destroy my career. I'll end up on the news every night. They'll, they'll tear me apart. I mean, really? Good luck with that mm. if judge if trump has any luck they'll just uh, that'll be it that'll be the end of that one but yeah. of course there's three others to choose from um let's see here <clears throat> i'm tenant bad expert. i forgot i pulled a story in out and i didn't don't remember why Oh, this is at OIA. Now I remember. Oh. Yeah, did you see yesterday? Dude, it was around it was chaos. Yeah, it was around 10 o'clock in the morning, and then it seeped in. Didn't the, they shut down a whole terminal? Yep. The, well, the, yeah, the whole baggage claim, they had to move everybody to the other side. There was a suspicious unattended baggage that was deemed suspicious by the police in Terminal B. That's Delta, I think, and everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, Orlando Fire Department responded to the call, 5.15 p.m. Oh, this was later, which eventually led to the terminal being diverted. No hazardous or associated threat was found, according to the investigation. As we pulled into the terminal signs, there was cops blocking off all the entrances, and so we had to take an alternate route. One of the bomb-sniffing dogs detected something down in baggage claim. We were coming from LaGuardia, 
as soon as we got up to the gate, the Delta agent told us that there was some sort of a suspicious object found in the baggage claim area, so we wouldn't be able to, to go down and get our luggage. It was a little bit scary. Got a, got a little shaky for a moment. There you go. Um, by the way, if you're uh, suffering from allergies already, it's on everything. Oh, it's, it's awful. Right? Awful. I'll pee in your eye for you. I would Ew. rather not. Well, I mean, I could help you out. A Spanish woman sparked controversy after claiming that dripping urine into her eye cured her myopia, myopia, and stigmatism. Okay. I'll just sneeze a lot. It's fine. Urine therapy or urotherapy is a form of alternative medicine popularized by a British naturopath. Is that for real? Naturopath. John W. Armstrong in the early 20th century. Advocates of this unusual form of therapy promote the application of human urine for medicinal purposes or cosmetic purposes, including massaging one's skin. Or, honey, you smell weird today. Not very attractive, by the way. Now, is this a one and done kind of method, or is this a you have to reapply over and over again? Well, I'm it sure. sounds like an R. Kelly defense. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of Claritin, I guess. Rick, kill, and smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. Before I start, I have to touch on Mega Millions. We've been sleeping on the lottery because it's up to 563 million right now. Almost 600 million. Whoa, none of us have bought a ticket? No, and the next drawing is tonight at 11 p.m. Powerball's not far behind. Powerball's up to 412 million. When's the drawing for that one? Uh, The next drawing for that one is going to be Wednesday, so tomorrow. Okay, so I got to buy both. Uh, When when was the first one? Powerball, right? Mega Millions is tonight. Tonight, okay. And then Powerball's tomorrow. All right, so they're around the same. I mean, Mega's almost 600 million and Power's almost 500 million. Got to go to the gas station. Yep, got to do that. I got to find the crappiest gas station farthest away. It's always, that's where the winners are. Johnny's Little Grit Hut. Although Publix has been having a couple of winners lately. Publix is in Florida. Um, Okay, so here's this guy. Uh, I don't... His name is... I'm just going to call him Ron for short. It says Ron Tay. (laughs) I guess. Is that a name? 
He's 45 years old. He was a groomsman at a wedding in Largo, Florida this past Saturday, but got kicked out after getting into a fight with the bride, who is his sister. <laughs> it's Sibling <laughs> rivalry. Rick just spits coffee out. <laughs> <laughs> it started as an argument, then other guests had to escort him out of the reception after he attacked her. It was 10 p.m. Police say alcohol may have been a factor, you think? You think? Um, he also struck several other people on his way out. Can his- you imagine? He's getting kicked out and you just start swinging. He socked his brother-in-law, who's the groom. I've always hated you, Greg. <laughs> Uh, another bridesmaid, who is his niece, and his own mother, who is 65 years old. I'm not going to take no lip from my niece. Who, did, my who did he smack first? The bride, which is his sister. Okay. Uh, turns out he's got a long rap sheet. He spent over 10 years in prison. Just got out last month. Um, he got fined $500 for disorderly intoxication. So invite him to your wedding. That makes sense. This maybe it's funny, part of the, but... Maybe the DJ brought him. It's sort of like the, the entertainment. I don't know. It says no. he's facing five battery charges all felonies. You can already hear the conversation. We're so glad he's out of jail. Oh my gosh, we've just been waiting for this moment, you know, and it's it's finally good to have him here at the wedding. Shut up, Grandma! Psh, quiet, niece! Psh, you know what? You're my sister, but... Psh. Well, that's what gets me, is that not only did he attack the bride, but on the way out, as he's being escorted out, he manages to smack three other people on his way out. Just because? Hey, you don't talk to my new wife like that. Ah! <laughs> And his own mother. Yeah, where's the groom? Did he hit the groom, he too? He hit the groom, too. Did yeah. he hit back? I doesn't say. Oh, you I'm, see, that's where if he didn't hit back, the wife should the wife to be should leave him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he, I don't know if he was being escorted out at the time and the cops were already there. I don't know what was happening. How do you let him hit me? He's your brother. He went to prison. <laughs> this kind of blows my mind a little bit. I don't necessarily feel this way, although it's nice to hear. Uh, 55%... Seems too high to me, but okay. Of Americans would rather have a thank you at work than a raise. Get the hell out of here. What are you crazy? Come on. Who wrote this? Wait a minute. This must be from, probably written by one of those cheap corporations. (laughs) Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary. According to new research, getting a raise is one of the most meaningful forms of appreciation, but not, not more than getting a thank you. No, no, no. Who said that? Give me the money. And you don't have to say anything. Give me the money. I bet this is a study done by America's bosses. Ready? For, probably. <laughs> ready for this? Uh, forms of appreciation that employees would like include... High fives. Oh, uh, you're not far off. <laughs> Handshake is on there. <laughs> uh, winning a team-based award, so some crappy statue oh, that God. they get you. Dude, please. This is not real. We make stuff up. <laughs> An email, a shout-out on a messaging app. <laughs> And then here's my favorite, a one-on-one conversation. That's the last thing I want. I don't want any one-on-one conversations. Spare me of the one-on-one conversations. Seriously, where did this load of steaming crap originate from? I don't know. I have to go look. Let me go on. It's more fun. First of all, um, if biggest, I asked you, if I was interviewing you and I asked you what you know what what shows appreciate the most, and you didn't say money, I wouldn't hire you. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you get to that part of the interview where like, all right, we'll discuss compensation. How do you feel about four high fives a month? Here's the only part <laughs> of this whole study that makes any sense. What's that? Two in five people don't feel appreciated by their bosses. Okay, I feel like that's everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two. Now get ready for this. Two thirds. Sixty-nine percent 
feel so unappreciated that they would consider leaving their job in the next three months. And a majority of that population right there wouldn't even need a pay raise to do so. They would go parallel to the same job at a different company to work for a different boss for the same pay. You know, it's nice to have uh, your superiors, uh, you know, congratulate you and pat you on the back and everything. But think about what's happening here. This is all because of what parents are doing wrong in parenting. We can't say congratulations because well, it might make somebody else feel bad. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's the opposite. I think we we have, uh, especially millennial parents today, are suffering the ills of our previous parents and generations where they were like, you're the best, you're the greatest, everybody, you're wonderful, we celebrate, you're one in a million, and then of course you get to work and nobody says that to you and you're like d- disappointed. But well, my mom says I'm awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why if, don't you say it? Yeah, say if it, only on. the power company worked the same way, like, hey, I know my utility bills do, but how about a pat on the back instead? Right. You know when your boss comes into the office and shares something with you? That's all technique. I mean, it may not even be intentional, but it's a technique of being a supervisor, somebody. You're trying right. to get somebody on your side, so you tell them something that they may consider confidential, and you're right. you're confiding in them, and you're like, oh, man, right. she thinks I'm special. He thinks I'm great. He thinks I'm... I mean, and here all this and, time, and I thought we were close, man. The minute I mean, any Anything happened. The mi- they wouldn't even go to your funeral if you got hit by a car in the nope. parking lot. 100%. The minute you get laid off or whatever happens, they'll never talk to you again. And they can't clean out your office fast enough. No. But you know, I need, there is something to be said for, hey, way to go. You went above and beyond. Great job. And then move on. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to throw a parade. I don't need cake. I don't need a pizza party. I don't need a top hat. I don't need any of that stuff. But I, I don't need some trophy that you had created that you give me. I don't need a little click on the, the you know, the company website that says, you know, way to go. You're swell. I don't need any of that. But a, a thank you and way to go. Like us, for example, our ratings were impe- impeccable. Our ratings were awesome. And we got some thank yous from mm-hmm. from some of our bosses, which is always nice to hear. And that's all. That's all you're looking for. But I wouldn't take a thank you over a pay raise. No, not as not if they're just gonna shove you out of the, you know any given moment. Mr. Samir, <laughs> not gonna, yeah, not gonna work here anymore anyway. <laughs> like if you were given a choice, do you want to raise or do you want me to Patch shake your back? hand, have one-on-one conversations, give you a trophy and a high five, and tell you you did a great job? And do see, the-, the sad part is. If you worked for like a a smaller company and you were a good employee, you'd say, you know what? I know times are hard for all of us. I'm still making ends meet. Whatever we need to do, I can be a team player. Absolutely. And then, whoa, that's crazy. I just got a $2 million bonus. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Samir. (laughs) I'm not going to work here anymore anyway. That movie is so true on so many levels. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I got to move on to Jillian Michaels because I just saw this yesterday. Is this uh, the exercise lady that had a Wii, Nintendo Wii game? I don't know about the Wii game, but she is the exercise lady. She's, oh, okay. She was on Biggest Loser. She's a big personal trainer in, in Hollywood, right? Wouldn't know if she knocked me over. Yes, you would. We talk about her all the time. You is know. she one of the biggest losers? Pretending like you don't know her, huh? I don't know her, do I? Was she a big loser? No, she was one of the trainers. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. yeah. Like, I watched that. No, but we talk about her all the time with Lizzo. She's the person I that got the trouble. name. I okay. didn't say I didn't well, hear the name. I just don't know who the hell she Rick is. Rick likes to be like, I'm I know, I don't know so who she cool. is. Like, I don't I'm not know acting cool. Is. I don't know who she is. Do you know who she is? I don't know who she is. I didn't know who she was, but See? then when you said, I wouldn't know if she knocked me over, and Joe's like, oh, you'd know it. I was like, was she one of the biggest losers? No, 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 no. She's not. Um, 
I have to set up who who she is so that you could understand. Now, she used to live in California, lived in California her entire life, and she's a lesbian. I have to say that for the sake of this story, because someone will call her a a homophobe or a transphobe or a white supremacist, because she is a white lady, Um, but she does have a wife, and she has multicultural children that she has adopted. Mm, Multicultural Um, children? Yeah, they're all different different races. She's adopted from all different areas of the world. Um, And so the reason I'm setting this up is because you would think that... That with all the flack that Florida gets, everyone likes to say, oh, if you're in Florida, you're a homophobe, you're a white supremacist, you're a transphobe. How could you go there? DeSantis, blah, blah, you know? Right, right, right. So she's on that show with Bill Maher. What's his after hour show? I always forget. Uh, random. Maher, uh, Club Random. So they're sitting there and he's smoking a cigar and they had a really good conversation. They first started talking about, he was asking her opinion oh, on- Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was asking her opinion on Ozempic in Hollywood. They started off with that. So then he moves on and tells her- about how he feels about Gavin Newsom, and she loses it. I've been trying to get Gavin to run for president for a very long uh, time. And Are you serious? Uh, are we living in Gavin Newsom's California? Why? Yeah, and I'm sure your life is just a I nightmare. I left because of him. Oh, right, you're Moved in Florida. Moved to Miami. So, you know what? I'll tell you something. Lived here my in whole 2020, life. In 2020, I've lived here since 83. Okay. And I love where I live. I love California. I, I mean, I'm dug in here. I share your frustrations with California. Oh, I do, and I. That, those are the things I was saying to him. I mean, this is one the I things, think I could pretty. I could speak to again, pretty, pretty you, eloquently. But are you happier in Florida? Yeah. What 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 is it in Florida that's that's over that compensated more than what you had here? It feels less crazy than it does here here you just florida's like, less crazy. yeah hear me out hear me out on this really here's the place what I mean. where the people are the, okay on bath salts like you an alligator sage steel asked me she's like what was the moment when you felt like california had lost its mind and it was a piece of legislation that i, I can't recall did it affect your life a bill. Did it affect your is life? Is the crime affecting our lives? Is, is the homelessness it, is affecting crime, our was lives? Was crime affecting your life my, here in yeah, California? Yeah, absolutely. My house got broken into. Your house got broken into. Yes, and guess what? The relationship with PG&E, my house burned down in 2018. Where's your house? I'm, I haven't been in Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. yeah. You got, wow, you got broken into in Malibu? I got... <laughs> Things so, are rough out there. No, like, our, oh, and it, it was so nuts. Nice. Guess, guess who let the guy out during COVID? Because I got the letter. Newsome. It was the guy's third offense. He broke into our house. He had duct tape and a video camera. Anyway, long story, but he third strike, guy goes to jail, gets let out during COVID. There you go. Isn't that interesting, though? I think he thought mm-hmm. she was going to be on his side. Like, she lives in California. She's Hollywood. We're going to talk about this. We're going we're gonna to root on Gavin Newsom together. And she's like, uh, no, I left California for Florida because of Newsom. I love that Bill Maher's like, what, what, but why? What's funny is that Bill Maher just gave it away himself. He hasn't been here in 12 years because the, the reference he made to the guy on PCP was, oh, the bath 12, was- w- bath sauce was 12 years ago in Miami. 12 years ago. Uh-huh. and he's, So he hasn't been here. He doesn't know anything. He's never lived here or anything, no. but he's in there. And I like the guy, you know, I, I do respect him, but at the same time, come on, man. But just Seriously? prove that he's like buddy-buddy with Newsom, because yeah. he's like, yeah, I talked to the guy about the things we're concerned about. And, okay. and here's what was so funny. He just proved that he's so out of touch with regular people and their lives by the way he was speaking to her, saying, oh, well, your, your life must be really rough in Malibu, and how, how does this affect you? Because 
internally saying that it doesn't affect him. Right. We're rich. We're up here. Right. All the stuff that happens in California doesn't really affect our lives, so why do we care? Right. Exactly. Yep. Which was so interesting. Speaking of leaving California for Florida, Sylvester Stallone did the same thing uh, for different reasons, though. So him and his wife, Jennifer... Um, they lived in California their whole lives. Mm-hmm. His wife was born and raised there. The kids were born and raised there. But now they're gone. Two of Sylvester Stallone's daughters live in New York. One goes to school in Miami. So his, his wife came to him and said, uh, what are we doing? We live in this massive house in California. None of our family's here, except for Sly's brother, Frank. And <laughs> the kids are on the other side of the coast. And we're, we're so far away from them. I have, we're empty nesters. We have all of what Can we just move to, permanently to our house in Florida? They have a... Um, yeah, a I, house in Palm Beach. Yeah, and they had a house. Uh, where did I see it before? Okay, go ahead. Never mind. Which, by the way, this house is so gorgeous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Cayman Islands. That's saw his other house in the Cayman. Oh, okay. Oh my God. So she said, "Can we permanently just move to the house in mm. in in Palm Beach?" And mm. so he struggled with a little for a little bit because he has all of his friends and his memories and everything in. California, and it was funny because on his on his show they were talking. He was with all the celebrities. He was with Henry Winkler, Al Pacino, John Lovitz from SNL, and they're all chatting. I guess they go meet for pizza like once a week. And he said, "You know, I'm nervous about how Florida is going to receive me. I'm I'm nervous about making friends." And John Lovitz like, "Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it." And uh, so that he decided. He was a little reluctant, but he said, my wife has made so many sacrifices for me over the years. I could do this for her. So they live in Florida permanently now. Wow. Ready to make a big change in your life? Then come to the state of Florida. Yes, all over the country, people are picking up and moving to one destination, Florida. But don't take it from us. Take it from Sylvester Stallone himself. Florida is great. My favorite thing about Florida is that it's... <laughs> yes, what he said. Florida has so many things to offer. For example... I like I think maybe he's saying he likes to surf. No, I love Eat food? You like to eat food in Florida? Come on, Sly. Help me out a little. You moron. I got with my ice you know? Sounds good, Sly. So come to a state that packs a knockout punch. Florida. See you soon. Paid by the Florida Chamber of Commerce and part of the behind the I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So, um, this is a strange thing to steal. Philadelphia cops reached out to the public to help catch a suspect after he, uh, he stole 26 spine implants out of a car worth $100,000. What? Yeah, when you have back surgery, they'll put what? in this implant to stabilize your spine. And those things, you know, they're, they're pretty much like rubber grommets. But they're worth a lot of money because they're medical. So you know how that works. Um, $100,000 worth of spine implants. What is he going to do with that? Anyway, they have a picture of him. He has a surgical mask on. Was caught. He's got to have something to do with medicine. He's got to be some involved. Maybe he's just like a... You know, he may even just work in a hospital as a um, janitor. Can you resell that somewhere for money? Is that what would be the point of taking it? Well, obviously, he took all of them, put them in a trash bag around 4.30 in the morning. Hasn't been found yet. And there's pictures posted everywhere on the Facebook of Phila, Philadelphia police, and they're asking for help. So. Jeez. Isn't that a little weird? Um, you really sick this week? What was the problem? I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You My broke back, back is broken. What, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> 
All right, so passengers aboard an aircraft. Okay, there's one thing that freaks me out. Not a lot freaks me out. I don't like snakes, but they're not as bad as passengers. Bugs. Oh, I hate bugs. Yeah, yeah. bugs are pretty bad. Bugs are just buggy. Anything with an exoskeleton I could do without. Right? Passengers aboard an aircraft based out of India got a horrible surprise recently when a bug infestation broke out during the flight. Oh, The video oh. captured Indigo flight featuring multiple creepy crawling palmetto bugs. Oh, they're oh, the worst. No, those are the- oh, God. And it's all of a sudden scurrying around the plane's oh. food storage area. Oh, God. Terrain- just start stomping on them? What happened? I don't know. Tareen Shalouk, an Indian aviation journalist who shared the clip, says he hopes the airline takes a hard look at its fleet and checks out how this could ever have happened. The courier has since been put out on statement. This is what they do in India. Our staff probably took the necessary action on board. Okay. Probably? The only way to kill all those roaches on that plane would be to shut the plane completely shut and fill it with uh, whatever- Fumigators? Fog you can and kill the roaches. It sounds messed up, but I would not be above strapping myself in and just open the door. Just open the door. Suck them right out. That's horrible. I mean, that, that is terrifying. That is some nightmare stuff. It happened to me the other day in the shed. Oh. Two by fours, two oh. by fours, just laying there, you know, pressure treated. They weren't really stacked well, I guess, and they were hiding inside. Oh. I go to pick one up, and they just come scattered everywhere. I start losing my mind. <laughs> of course, my neighbors just hear me screaming profanity in the shed alone. <laughs> I'm just yelling. I get the leaf blower. I'm trying to blow them out of there. Yeah, that's them. a good idea. That's perfect. Get a leaf blower. Well, I wanted to catch them by surprise too. They got me. Yeah, I got a yeah, leaf blower on palmetto they're, they're bugs. They're just going wee. Yeah, in the, in the air landing on your face. Well, I couldn't get to poison in time. I didn't want to use the tiki torch fluid and just douse everything in that. It just How did you burn the block down? Well, there was a cockroach, see? Palmetto bugs are awful, though, because they're so big. Oh, yeah. How many times dude. have I told my my first introduction to palmetto bugs? I told you this before. Did you? Oh, yeah. Moved here to go to UCF and uh, get my $145 a month uh, single guys, a studio apartment with a spiral staircase to the top thing, which is not even a floor. It's like a little, you know, patio with a bathroom. First night, get in the shower. I got my new Albertsons shower curtain for $1.95. I remember this now. (laughs) And I'm in the shower and I don't know what made me look up. I look up and there it is on the ceiling, a palmetto bug. I've never seen one of my, I'm used to New York roaches. You know, the difference in New York is they're very small, but they come by the millions. But they but they, yeah, but they, also have New York attitude. They're like, meh. Yeah. Here, <laughs> here, this enormous B-52 bomber was above me. I grabbed the shower curtain, $1.95 at Albertsons, and the shower rod and everything and fell face first into the toilet. Oh, my oh. God. Bleeding from the nose, I look up, and he's still crawling around. <laughs> no, I, fr- I didn't oh. know what it was. I thought it was the end. thought no, it was I, the end. No, that's everybody's got a terrible one. Everybody's got a terrible one. I had one climb out of, I was driving my ex-girlfriend's car, Toyota Corolla, and he comes climbing, you know like the little vent right by the window? In the car? Yeah. He comes climbing out of the vent. I start freaking out. I fling the door open. We're still doing like 20, and I'm kicking the door. She's like, you're going to kick the door off. I'm like, it's going to die. Oh, it's terrible, man. Mine happened in the car when I was by myself in the dark driving to work. Oh, no. And I can see the shadow. You know, when you go by a light and I can see the shadow above my head. It's right above my head. And now I'm on the interstate. Palmetto bug? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, God. Well, I couldn't tell what it was at first. I just knew it was something that was crawling. I took the visor and smushed it, and I held it there the rest of the ride to make sure. You didn't pull over? No, I kept riding. And then when I uh, got to work, (laughs) 
I oh, it's turned off the car and I got out of the car and I let it fall and it was dead, thank goodness. But it was I had to hold because you know what if you hit it and you why would you let even, it go? Why would you not stop? Because I, I was on the interstate. Where am I stopping? I don't, in the woods. I don't care. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had one land on me when I was at this chick's house getting I, my pants were on my ankles. Put it that way. <laughs> And it like lands on my leg. <laughs> and you know that feel when like the insect legs just touch you? Yeah. And it's like that there's a it's a distinct feeling. Oh, that had to kill the mood. Oh, dude, I about put my head through the ceiling. I jumped so high. I was like, Aah! and she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, sorry. I'll call the guy tomorrow. Anyway. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going back to that. Like, the mood is gone. There is no I'm gonna take me a week to recover. Oh god. Finally, finish uh, content creator Laura Vashon Slitta okay. and <laughs> Hannah Koraspasi uh, comically compressed a massive mound of travel items into a single carry-on suitcase with the help from a 150-ton hydraulic press. Did you oh. see this? <laughs> no. I've only had one of those before the wedding. It's so much clothes that he crammed into a carry-on, so he crammed it all into a, a smaller, uh, right. what do you call it, a baggage. Bag. And... I can't imagine the iron that you would need to fix the wrinkles once you're done with that. What uh, what was the hope? Well, the dynamic duo shared their feet in an eight-minute video on their popular hydraulic press channel. <laughs> okay, you, man, that sounds super exciting. We're, we're, we're stupid. We should. Do, I just. Oh, want, let's find a tool. No, you haven't watched that. No. Anybody and their mother can have a podcast now, can't Dude, they? You, don't don't go down that rabbit hole. I've done it. The hydraulic press channel can suck you in for a two-day minimum. Really? Oh, what do they press? Everything. I saw the girl that comments on things that are satisfying to watch get pressed and things that aren't. Like, she likes things that will break apart, like fruit or things that will ooze, but she doesn't like glass because it's too messy and it shatters. And it's not very good. And it's not fun to watch. Right. Yeah. Oh, they they do a crazy. I mean, you want a whopper? Yeah, we'll squish a whopper in here. We'll squish whatever. Oh, wow. I'm going to watch that when we get off. Uh, by the way, this one video of the hydraulic 150-ton hydraulic press closing the suitcase got 82,000 views. It was on for one day so far. Well, hydraulic press, quarter million dollars. Suitcase, 80 bucks. Yeah. Not paying Frontier's fees, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have so many clothes to pack. But these suitcases are so small. Have you tried the 150-ton hydraulic press? Huh? Yes, the 150-ton hydraulic press is the only way to cram a lot of Something into a small space. I needed to cook 20 turkeys for a big party I was throwing, and guess how we fit all of them in the oven at once? With the 150-ton hydraulic press. You'll never run out of uses for the 150-ton hydraulic press. How are we going to fit our kids' entire soccer team into our Prius? Come on, kids, hop into the 150-ton hydraulic press. The 150-ton hydraulic press. Order now. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, before we get to Dr. Phil, because he had a day yesterday, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me just play you something that uh, I think this was Michael Schellenberger. I forget who posted it. No, it was Matt Taibbi. The two guys that did the Twitter files, you know, exposed everything right. that was going on on Twitter before Elon Musk owned it. Um, one of them posted this. It's from somebody else from third party. I forget the guy's name. Sorry if he's listening. I know he's from Florida. I don't know if he's from Orlando or not. But he put together this, painstakingly, by the way, put together this Biden montage. <laughs> and I oh. guess it was all triggered by something that happened this week. He was quoting Abraham Lincoln at what? Uh, I think it was the governor's ball, I believe. Yeah. 
Do you have that audio, or we just never got it? Uh, no, I have it here. Let me. All right, uh, if you get a chance. Uh, but yeah, he was at the governor's ball, and he was trying to quote Abraham Lincoln, and it didn't come off very well. Um, Stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here. He uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. You won't. He said. <laughs> The better angel, he said, we must address the council and address the better angels of our nature. Come on. And we do and we do well to remember what else he said. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. What? It's the middle of the the part of the Civil War. (laughs) He said, we're not enemies, we're friends. We must not be enemies. Folks, and I've been around. I know I don't look it. I've been around a long while. Yeah, you do. Mm. So anyway, so he put together this montage. I, I just thought this. I, I mean, I don't have time to play the whole thing. I'll play a little piece. Just I'm just give, giving you a little cheesecake, you know, just when it comes out of the fridge. Yeah. Right after it's been baked. He's got his hairnet on. He's behind the little booth at Costco. Here it is. Um, how do we get to the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia? Nothing like this has happened since World War II. I mean. Okay, so what happened, the guy who did this uh, marked something. I don't know. Uh, put the prices right sound effects in the back. Right. So when he screws something, it does the. Okay, okay, and when he okay. gets something right, it does ding, ding, ding. And if he gets something and he lies, then the fire alarm goes off. So go on. Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And I think, I think Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. We're not waiting for that process to be finished to make the long-term commitments that we're making to Ukraine's security. Vladimir and I, we, the, I should, shouldn't be so familiar. Uh, Mr. Zelensky and I uh, talked about the kind of guarantees we could make. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with that for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. Yeah, it goes on forever. Uh, I'll try to get the guy's name, but you can actually look it up, uh, Matt Taibbi, and then it's posted on Twitter. But <laughs> I was just going to ask where work we can find because oh. I'll get questions of where people can find that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then it goes on. Of course, uh, in it is the lie that he continues to tell that his son was uh, killed in Iraq, which is such a lie. Yeah, and, and such a such a dirty lie because you're talking about the death of your son, and you use your son as a political tool, and you lie about it. To gain points, with it's it's amazing. Oh, God sorry. bless the people of a free and democratic Ukraine. <laughs> would we be strong? Would we be weak? Would be you? We would be, would we the all of our allies would be united? We tried it in, in Iraq; it's not working. So now we're going to try. I mean, in Iran? Excuse me. We tried in Ukraine, folks. I mean, this is like this is like some out of Alice in Wonderland. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. Yeah, it just goes on and on. Wow. But there's so much of it. It's, it's almost like five minutes long. That's just like 30 seconds I played for you. Yeah, it's five minutes, and they're all different. They're not like all the same the thing same over and over the, again. The same today yeah. or something. What a so, nightmare. So Dr. Phil has a new book coming out, obviously, and... Um, It's coming out today, as a matter of fact. Thank you for that. So he was on with the ladies of The View, and I think he pretty much schooled them Mm -hmm. on uh, just about everything 
Let me see. This was the one about Border Patrol told me. Oh, okay. So Dr. Phil, before he announced that the book was coming out and all that, he went down to the border. He wanted to see for himself because he wrote about the border in the book. So he goes down there. The thing about Dr. Phil is probably a good illustration of how all elite people think. Because even though Dr. Phil wants to act like he's down with us, he's really not. He's one of them. I mean, come on. Oprah, you know, pretty much set him up. He's been doing that for, what, 20 years? Thank you for that. He's an elitist, but um, he's trying to, you know... Understand and to understand, and, and he wants to take action and fix things. So he took him took it upon himself to go down to the border. What's funny is the way he reacted, and I don't have that part here, but the way he reacted when he talks about the border is like he didn't even know it was happening. Right. He was like, "Oh, it's amazing. They live I, in a different land. I can't believe all these people are coming over." I mean, he had no idea. And even in some of the interviews he did yesterday. He spoke as if he had no clue that there was a major crisis at the border, which leads me to believe that even people like him only use one news source like CNN or ABC. So they're getting half the story, if that much. But But good for him for taking it upon himself to educate himself and find out more about it, at least. Then he went on to educate the ladies of The View. Here we go. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the the head of the union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops. He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution and sweatshops. Some children. Well, who knows? Yeah, he just, and then he goes on to talk about COVID. But then he went on with a few other people, ended up with Jesse uh, Waters last night on Fox. And he went on to talk about, you know, the thing about the fringe, which is pretty much running our country right now. The fringe is very small, but they're very loud. Anytime anything happens, I mean, the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, people who you see scream when Trump got elected back in 2016, they get all the attention because they scream the loudest. But he talks about facts are facts. Here's the thing. You can't just make up facts. And that's... That's what's happening right now. I think that, I think we've got, well, I call them the tyranny of the fringe. We've got these fringe factions that are trying to rewrite history, rewrite science, rewrite biology, uh, just pretend that facts aren't facts because they don't want them to be. But you know what? They are. And we've got facts that have been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and you can't just change them because you don't want them to be the truth. That's exactly it. Now, he talks about this, and he said the same exact thing you're going to hear here without all the interruptions from the cackling hands of The View. Mm-hmm. He tells Jesse Waters about the pandemic and what we did to children. Children were not very vulnerable to that. Now, we we want to protect everyone, right? Uh, But children were not very vulnerable to that. But what they were vulnerable to was disrupting their lives. We know that the we had the highest levels of anxiety, depression, and loneliness, as well as suicidal ideation and suicidal attempts that we've seen since they started keeping records. When you pull out the sports system, you disrupt their educational development, their social development, their emotional development. And you also take children that have been subject to emotional abuse and sexual molestation and you take them away from the mandated reporters who can keep an eye on them 
and referrals to Department of Child and Family Services dropped 40, 50, 60 percent across the nation. What did we do? We sent them home and locked them up with their abusers. It's amazing. The, the current administration and many administrations before that, the ones that always, it's always Democrats that are always saying, we want to help black people. We want to help black communities. We want to help, you know, minorities, uh, you know, reach for the American dream. And then what they do is they use you as a pawn. And then the minute that they have to do something that benefits them politically, they take a big dump on you. It's amazing. It's over and over again. You know what got hurt the most? Poor African-American communities during the pandemic. Was it because of the pandemic itself? No. We took children that were already on the fringe of trouble, on the edge of being in trouble, because they have nothing else to do in their neighborhoods that had, we're doing it right now with the Putting the immigrants in their rec centers. Taking it, exactly. Taking away their rec centers. You know, oh yeah, we want to help the black people. And we're going to take, first thing we're going to do is take away your rec centers. Your kid has nothing to do but commit crime. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what color skin you are. If you get desperate and you're a child and you're 15 years old, you're going to do bad things, you know? But here they are during the pandemic and uh, they took these kids out of school. It's the last thing they needed. Do you know that in some schools, 40% of minority students have not gone back? Wow. Really? That's a lot. I didn't it's know a that. whopping amount for in Chicago. In Chicago, you can take a seventh grader that tests at a third grade level. Well, because they won't they don't hold people back anymore. Did you know that? No, they don't hold them back. Mm-mm. They missed almost two why? years of school and they're they just not don't. They're not doing I don't know why. They're just passing them. They're doing doing nothing to catch them up. Yep. But he talks about how much we've hurt children and and, and the fringe element in this country. They identify an enemy and then they focus on that enemy. Most of the people in America don't have or want to have an enemy, so they're not as focused and they're not as organized. We need to decide that we want to start solving problems instead of winning arguments. The first thing you've got to do with these people on the other side of the issue, you've got left and right, is focus on what can we agree on? Because you know what? Everybody agrees we want a stronger America. Everybody agrees we want our kids to have a better world than we had when we came along and grew up through it. Everybody agrees that we want a good economy. Everybody agrees that we want more safety. Everybody agrees on so many core things. Let's focus on what we agree with first and then see if we can start talking about our differences. Start with what we agree on. But why? The problem there is the way you accomplish those things. The way you accomplish those things is by securing the border and doing things like that, which is what people disagree on. So in order to get to the solution, you have to go through your disagreements to get to your agreements. It's the way we get there, and and that's where people can't see eye to eye. Yeah. No, you're right. That's how I read his book. I don't read. You know, and he was talking about the children and how COVID affected them because we sent them right back, some that were in not loving homes in dangerous situations. Isn't that something? But the same thing goes for domestic abuse. People that were able to get away for a good portion of the day from being in horrible relationships or married to somebody that was abusing them couldn't do that anymore. We locked them up with their abuser. Yeah, isn't it? It's just... The whole thing is crazy. And this is on the heels of just Friday, that report coming out, which, of course, nobody covered uh, about COVID and how messed up it was that they took down the VAERS website and they took down a few other websites where they reported vaccine injuries. Well, now, if you go to donate blood to the Red Cross, they want to know if you've had the COVID shot, and then you have to call to see if your blood's even viable. Isn't that something? Wow.
Okay. Uh, the AT&T refund was ridiculous. <laughs> it, was it was huge. It was all over social media, everybody making fun of it. Some of the comments were extraordinary, but, you know, Good Morning America was out there. Michael Strahan was on there on the breaking news when AT&T decided to make good on their outage the other day. Show me the money. <laughs> AT&T reimbursing customers after last week's major outage. Who qualifies and how to get that money? <laughs> how to get them? Like, you're really going to go out and fill out a form online <laughs> to get five bucks. Spare me. Really? Yeah. And a tweet on X Saturday night, as well as on a new page on its website, the carrier posted an apology for the disruption, noting that it recognizes the frustration this outage has caused. And knowing that we want to make our customers feel that we are have, you know, definitely worked on it, fixed the software, and this won't happen again. Of course it's going to happen again. Right. Uh, yeah. So they're giving only five bucks per wireless account. So if you have a family of five with five phones, you're only getting five bucks. That's $1.20 for each person in your family. Yeah, they said because it was only out for 12 hours so that when they did the math, it came down to five bucks. So fill out those forms, put in your code, everything you have to put in, and get ready to receive that money in your mailbox. You might have to get a bigger mailbox. Spend it wisely. That's how they do it, man. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make them jump through a bunch of hoops for a minimal amount of money so they won't jump through any of them and we'll keep most of it. It's true. Ugh. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. For who? Uh, speaking of fun, I haven't been on Lake Monroe in my boat anymore because I don't want to scrape poopy off of it. What do you mean? Yeah, on Monday, the Sanford City Commission voted to approve an emergency health declaration. This has been two weeks now. Now they're getting around to this? What, what were they, on vacation? What's going on? There's everywhere! Everywhere! Really? Oh, my God! Yeah, thir- what was it, 13 million? Yeah. Why? Was, yeah, uh, apparently a... Uh, a water treatment facility somehow burst open. The city agreed to pay $120,000 for the next year to a company to exchange for it to provide maintenance, repair, and inspections of the North Water Reclamation Facility and the South Water Resource Center. And here's the uh, details. I think they're pumping raw sewage in the lake right now. That's what it smelled like. Oh, that poor lady. She lives right down <gasps> the road from it. She can't She can't get away from it. Oh, Thir- no, nobody can. It's 13 million gallons of sewage. Oh. 13 million gallons of sewage in a lake that the average depth is about four feet. No. Yeah, yeah, the addition. They're going to add a new filter system at the cost of $4.7 million. It's nearing completion and will provide greater capacity and more reliable operation, you think? <sighs> There's shit everywhere! Stop. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Every week, we get a front row seat to our nation's politics, and so to the White House we go. The President of the United States is with us, Joe Biden. Good morning, sir. Hey, always good to be on the Dick Tracy show with Jamba Juice and Thumbtack, man. Hey, hey, I've got a good news today, boy. Yeah, what is it? But so far, I've only tripped four times. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new record. Well, the day is still young, uh, Mr. President. And speaking of tripping, last week you stumbled climbing up the steps of Air Force One again, ironically on the lower back steps that were intended to help you prevent from stumbling. Uh, can you see why people don't think maybe that you're up to the task of a second term, sir? Oh, come on, man. Would you guys stop bothering me with this nitpicky crap? It wasn't even a full stumble. That was nothing. Look, folks, I can guarantee you this, man. 
I'm a, a lot tougher than you think. I mean, by some doctor's accounts, I've been clinically dead for the last six years. But that doesn't <laughs> stop me one bit. And you can take that to the bank, Jack. Okay. Well, let's move on here. It's uh, 2024, and you're losing your very own voters, the ones that you wrote in on to be president last time, according to a new poll conducted from Newsweek. 44% of those people who voted for you in 2020 think that you're too old to run for another term. Does that worry you at all? No, no, not at all, man. Because I know for a fact that 36% of those people who voted for me last time are super old bastards who probably aren't going to make it till November anyway. And, and if I did my math correct, those dead guys and gals' grandkids should all be just old enough to vote. So problem solved. Okay. Well, uh, next question. New dog commander has been removed from the White House for bad behavior. There's been lots of biting incidents, 24 bites against against Secret Service agents alone. Well, if he bites you once, shame on you. But if he bites you 24 times, sh- shame on uh, on Corn Pop. Corn, corn Pop. Corn Pop. Anyway, some are calling Commander the worst presidential pet in American history. Any reaction to that? Oh, for crying out loud, man. This is the kind of thing that just gets me steamed. And as far as my sweet little doggy Cujo, Commander, goes... <laughs> That's just not true. Not true. He wasn't out there doing that. That's nothing more than a load of malarkey. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't want to be critical, but maybe the Secret Service needs to just toughen up a little bit. This kind of thing never happened to presidents back in the day, man. It was a simpler time. I remember when FDR used to have a Great Dane, and he would always give it one of his legs to chew on like a bone because he couldn't Stop. feel it from the polio down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, switching topics quickly, California Governor Gavin Newsom says that your age is an, your age is an asset and that you should debate Donald Trump. What do you think about that? Well, with all due respect to the former captain of the love boat there. No, that's Gavin McLeod. Okay, go that's on. That's exactly right. I, look, I know, folks, he means well, well, whatever he means by that, but I'm not sure that's a great idea going, hey, let's get the mushmouth guy who has trouble speaking at his own press conferences. We'll have him go out on live television and get insulted by his arch enemy for an hour and try not to flip the hell out. <laughs> Are you sure the old granite there is on my side, pal? Okay. I don't think so. Well, finally, sir, according to an upcoming book about your wife's role as first lady, uh, you've joked to aid saying that good sex is the key to a lasting and happy marriage. Would you care to comment on that? Oh, yeah, man. I'm always kidding around about that, but it, it's true. My wife, Jilly, and I have a very healthy sex life, man. And I don't want to brag or anything. I probably fall asleep on top of Jilly three or four nights a week, I Jack. I don't need the details. Uh, we don't. No, yeah. really, I'll tell you, with sex at 81, you have to be careful. That's why I don't take any chances. I always put the guardrails on the bed up. <laughs> and before I get started, I always make sure I have my bicycle helmet on. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling President Biden. It's like I tell people all the time, man. Sex in your 80s is like taking an Amtrak train. It's definitely going to take you a little while to climb on, and every now and then you'll end up wandering into the caboose. (laughs) It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. Having fun with the world gone crazy. So do you remember when... 
think it was uh, we had to cancel Dr. Seuss because they said he was racist. We had to cancel a couple other things because everything was racist. We had to remove some rides from some theme parks because they were racist. <laughs> so now, over in Britain, this isn't even here, and I'm oh, surprised on. Britain is doing this. Hold on. Everything is racist. Thank you. Everything's because of white supremacy. No problem. Everything is racist. <laughs> and you're a Nazi. Right. In Britain, they're doing this. It's not exactly racist, but discriminatory is what they're saying. So they had to reclassify Mary Poppins, of all movies, from a G to PG because there's a word used twice in Mary Poppins that is now deemed derogatory. Uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Can no. you spell that? No. Uh, no, wait, you can say it backwards. Docious aliespiastic there you nice. go. If you could do that when you're drunk, I'll be super impressed. Um, before I saw that this was a word that they were deeming discriminatory or inappropriate, my first guess when I just read the headline of we have to change the age rating because of something in the movie, I thought where they, where they were going to go with it was they were going to try to do, you know how Bert in the movie played by Dick Van Dyke is a chimney sweep and oh. he always has ashes on his face, soot on his face. So I thought they were going to try to say that he was doing blackface. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they're just hardworking you individuals. Mean like, you mean like Jimmy Kimmel? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Or and, Justin and, Trudeau. And Zelensky. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that's the direction they were going in. No. It turns out they're not. So oh. the word in question, I have never heard of before. I had to look it up. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I guess they use the word hot and tots. Have you ever heard that word? What? What? No way. It's H-O-T-T-E-N-T-O-T-S, Hot and Tots. I don't remember. Tater Tots, but not. I've seen this movie eight million times, and I don't remember that word. It never stuck out to me. Is the sugar song from that, or is that Sound of Music? Yes, no, that's Mary Poppins. Oh, and the sugar goes down. Spoonful of sugar. Medicine. Yeah, The sugar. You got it. Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine Oh, how racist. (laughs) How racist. How, 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 how racist. (laughs) It's the new rap version. All right, stop. Yeah, where's Lil John's part? That's bringing back good memories. It's upsetting. So, stop it. <laughs> so apparently the word Hottentot is a derogatory term. For toddlers? Originally used by white Europeans, <gasps> have to throw that in, to refer to certain people in South Africa. Gotcha. In Mary Poppins, when they, the character Admiral Boom, I guess he uses it twice to refer to chimney sweeps whose faces were covered in black soot. Gotcha. Um, this came out in 1964. Won five actor uh, Oscars, best actress for Julie Andrews, best song for Chim Chimari. I mean, it's won numerous awards, but now they have to go. Well, that came out in 1964. I think that somebody probably has been given the job. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, of going through all of these movies with a fine tooth comb. Anything that you can find deemed inappropriate or racist, let us know because we would love to slap a sticker on it. Right. All right. This is nothing but... Diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools. Yep. Speaking of, I'm sure this is how Don Henley felt with... He probably had a lot of stomach problems after uh, (laughs) he hired this hooker back in 1980 and he realized she was underage. Oh. Yeah. So... uh, Does he have to tell his neighbors where he lives now or... I, it, does he have to? What do you mean? Does he have to identify, identify himself as a sex criminal? Is that as, what it is? As a child, as a um, child predator, pe- uh, something like that. Well, so he, I mean, sixteen. And- 
So Don Henley is currently in court in New York City for the criminal trial of three men accused of illegally possessing the 100 pages of handwritten lyrics that Don Henley says are rightfully his. This had nothing to do originally with this hooker story, but on the stand yesterday, he faced questions about his arrest in 1980 after a 16-year-old prostitute suffered an overdose in his house. Now, keep in mind, it was the prosecution who are on Don Henley's side who brought this up. I don't know why they were doing that. Wait a minute, who's suing who? Don Henley is suing these three oh, okay. guys that have written hand lyrics that are his, that he's gotcha. trying to get back. Yeah, right? yeah, so the prosecution, right? Right, right, right. So uh, the people that were on Don Henley's side are the ones that brought it up. They said they were trying to get ahead of the defense, which was going to question him about it anyway, so they wanted to do it first. Um, I guess to question his character, maybe. So he said he'd called a sex worker to, quote, escape depression that he was in oh. following when the Eagles broke up. Have you ever read it? You, nobody knows. Uh, you got to read some of the stuff. What really went on with the, with the Eagles, Eagles? Don Henley, Glenn oh, Fry. Oh, my yeah. God. So what happened? Was there a lot I of drama? Were, no, it was just, per- perverted sex with yeah. just about anything that would move and just from From Glenn Fry stories. or from Don Henley? All of them. Both of them, yeah. Really? Yeah. Both of those guys. Well, you know, uh, you've heard about the Beatles, right? No, what? You didn't hear about the Beatles? Other than Lennon? Oh, the secret thing in the dark where yes. they're all touching each other doing oh, the little yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing little... A, that's weird. Is that? Am I the only one that thinks that's weird? No, it's very weird. Playing <laughs> tug of rope in the dark there. It's hey, just, Paul. It's me, John. Oh, very cool. Good for you. So strange. Did that really happen? We don't know, Who's, do we? One of them told the story. Who was it, trying was to it do Paul that? McCartney that told the story? I really? thought it was Yoko, but it turned out it was Ringo. Now, now, I didn't hear the part about each other. I just heard that they would listen to the music, listen to music in the dark and please themselves, but they were all in the same room doing it together, which is super strange. You can't do that by yourself? What's going on? Paul, stop making so much noise. <laughs> <laughs> You're freaking me out. Wow. Okay. Um... And before I get to the story we discussed briefly yesterday about PETA with the circus, I have to tell you another PETA story. Um, Paul, get your PETA out of here. (laughs) I used to, if PETA wasn't so extreme, I feel like they would do, they would do well. They would do some good in the world. And I know they're trying to prevent cruelty to animals and, but they go to such an extreme that I feel like they lose half an audience that they could potentially have. They do. They that, swing up and down. They'll yeah. have one where like, oh, that's actually good of you. And then they have one where like, oh, you can't ride a unicorn on a merry-go-round because it, it's bad for fake unicorns. <laughs> this like, one's okay. just as crazy. They were upset. Have you ever purchased animal crackers? I'm not talking yeah. the generic kind. I'm talking the kind that has the zoo animals yeah, on the, the front. Yeah, the animal crackers. Oh, not them. the ones just pressed out of real animals. They were sponsored by Ringling Brothers at one point. Right. So yeah. you notice that, I don't know if you've purchased, if you don't have a child, you might not have purchased animal crackers in quite Love some time. Love animal crackers. They're awesome. So the little box with the string that yeah. used to have, has the animals across the front, used to have bars in front of them like yeah, they were in the, in the circus. They're in the train car. PETA made a stink because they wanted the bars removed so that the animals wouldn't be enclosed uh, on the ca- on the cookie on the box, box and they did it because the painted animals are suffering and the and the animal crackers did it go try of to buy animal crackers now you will notice that there's no bars on that package anymore see that, the animal crackers headquarters they have an actual train car out front with real caged animals in it just so, crying out for help who made that decision to Nabisco? see CEO Nabisco CEO mm-hmm. I mean this guy is such a total <laughs> see it's stunning well technically it was Nabisco's parent company which is a uh 
Mandela's International or something like that. Oh, I think um, they're owned by Philip Morris. So maybe. So the, so the company that basically, I mean, allegedly uh, killed millions of people with their product is now taking the animals not to offend a painted on animal. Correct. They're crying out loud. <laughs> and then PETA, you know, had so many protests in front of the actual circus. The, right. I don't look, I'm not defending that part. I don't like the circus. I, I just don't like the circus. But uh, they had so many protests outside of the circus when it was in New York City that people stopped going. Who wants to deal with that trying to get through that to get so nobody bought tickets so they closed down the circus for a while they've recently reopened it back up but with no animals you'll have the guys on the bikes you'll have the trapeze but you have if you're expecting to see animals when you go back to the circus you're not going to coming to your city it's the legendary show you've seen time and time again but this time with a little something missing the ringling brothers circus minus the animals step right up step right up and see steve he's usually a lion tamer but today he's just kind of hanging around with a whip hi i'm steve and i've got a chair too you'll love the circus you know and love and you won't even notice that there aren't any animals anymore oh here come the elephants is what you would be saying if we still had elephants you'll just have to settle for steve again now i've got a different outfit on cool huh it's the ringling brothers circus without animals whoa easy girl i'm talking to the bearded lady by the way not an animal get your tickets now i know it's crazy right crazy talk (laughs) you ready for some stupid news it's stupid yeah but we like it here's rick jill and smokestack I don't have the story in front of me, but let me tell you this story first, and I'll tell you the other story I read, which I didn't prepare for today, but it's really interesting. So a hardcore rock band has gone viral, not for their music, but a twisted plot within the band. The singer allegedly doused his bandmate with estrogen in hopes of stealing his fiance. Mm. She's hot. Of course, she thinks he's hot, but the bandmate has a crush on her. So he decided to spike his drinks every once in a while with estrogen. He'll go boobs in no time. Yeah. Um, the band says, uh, the band's name is, can you help me with this smoke? You know all these stupid bands. Elorana? I Elorana? Uh, anyway, the vocalist Diego tried to force a transition onto his friend Six. That's his name. He fed him pre-workout drinks spiked with estrogen as to why the, this is actually criminal, as to why the alleged plot went down. The Post claims Diego wanted to look manlier than... The guy was about to be married to this hot girl he wanted. Yeah, there it is. There's the there's the plot. Now, he caught him, and he only caught him because the guy who was spiking his drink bragged about it on text. Mm-hmm. So the victim finally spoke out about what was going on. He says, well, physically I had changes before I even knew I was taking hormones. Got stomach ulcers, weight loss, muscle fatigue, and something we won't get into, which you know what that is. So he couldn't perform. So guess what happens? His fiance left him. Oh, really? Yeah. So it worked. Even after he revealed the truth, she ain't coming back. Hello, shallow Sally. Right. Wow. You think you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that to you. What's striking about Don't this? Don't worry, is- my voice will go back to normal in a couple weeks. <laughs> no criminal charges, right? That's really? insane. Now there's a there's a like uh, unlawful use of a pheromone or hormone. Did I what? Isn't there like there's got to be something for that? It's not poison, I guess, but no, it's it's against the law. Yeah, but what's the charge? What do you you're you're giving dr- somebody drugs that they don't yeah. have? They're being you're drugging someone. Yeah. Right. So I was reading about this, and I don't know how true it is because again, I didn't vet it out for the show today. But I got to tell you anyway. You can look it up. Maybe it's not true. They're saying that because so many women are on birth control pills, 
and so many women are excreting estrogen, it's getting in the water system. What? Yeah, because of the urine. It gets in the water system. The water treatment plants are not, uh, and again, this is just a story I read. I didn't go out and look and see to make sure it was actually real, but the story is real because it was on a, I mean, it was real for that website. So I think it was Wall Street Journal, one of the ones. So anyway, this guy's talking about, he's a scientist, and he's talking about all this estrogen in the water and all the questions we have about why can't you find men anymore? <gasps> no. I mean, if you look, I keep talking about this 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 um, Paramount Plus show because I think a couple of episodes is something everybody in this audience- What if, show? Uh, 1883. Every, oh yeah, no, it's great. Everybody should watch this, just a couple of episodes, to get a hint of what life could be like right now. If it weren't for all the crap we surround ourselves with, that could be taken away instantly. All the complaining and bitching about this and 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 the other thing, and see how watch that show and then turn around and look at who we are now. There really are very few men left, you know. And I wonder though, after reading this article, is it by design or if it isn't by design, is it because of a mishap like this? We don't recognize that there's something in our water for real. Well, you also have men that think they're women that are trying to breastfeed babies. Yeah, that's not what I'm, but that, uh, yeah, you're right. But that's not what I'm, I'm talking about just in general. I mean, there, there are uh, cis men, for lack of a better term these mm-hmm. days, that if you meet them, you'd swear, you know, they're not men. You're like, hi, how are you? It's like, really, dude? Seriously? What, what, what's going on? And they're hypersensitive and they're very- The hypersensitivity thing is what gets me. Feminized. But we've also, we've done- reports of studies, I won't say we've done the studies because we haven't actually done the studies ourselves, but we've reported on studies that younger generation, the younger generation of men don't want to have sex anymore. No. They don't. They have no sex drive. They have no kind of uh, testosterone they're build up to want to like day. do anything. Yeah. It's, I don't, I they're, don't know. They're, 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 what's that, what's that word? They're androgynous. Totally. But, like, but I wonder if anything has to do with what this guy's talking I'll, I'll What's look- your motivation to get anything done? Usually it's testosterone and dudes, yeah? Yeah, se- mean, sex you- used to be everything. I mean, I know that, that I was consumed by it till I was like, you know. Don't you guys think about that probably like every other minute? Well, Most of the day. Testosterone's not even just that. Like, you, the reason you wake up early in the morning and things are, uh, you know, ready to go is because you get your entire day's worth like supply of testosterone during your REM sleep cycle. So when you wake up, that's the most prepared and motivated you are. Yeah. Really? And if you don't have that, you're not really motivated. Wow. Really Professor Smokestack, Professor Smokestack, he's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. Yeah, there you go. All Anything right. having to do with wieners and testosterone, I'm just saying. He's your guy. As dudes, you have little morning hobbity gaga, next thing you know... I had a lot of plans for this Saturday, but I don't think I can get out of bed. I'm just going to lay here. Well, I don't know if this building is made out of testosterone in New York City. They have a new bin, a building that, if you look at it real quick, it looks like it's called Penis. But it's not. It's Pen 15. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. I can see where that would be. Yeah, New York City might have a new skyscraper that will draw Snickers from middle schoolers everywhere. It's, uh, it's a big, it doesn't look like a phallic symbol. It's just the name. It's got the name up. There's big signs all around where the construction area says that says penis. Penis. <laughs> it's it's pen 15 without a dash. No, it's not. Why it's would penis. they do that? Because it's um, funny. Anyway, uh, and all the other details not important. It was going to be this huge 
uh, plaza for offices. Nobody wants an office in New York any longer. So now they're just holding off the uh, construction, and right now it's just the tennis courts. We'll do it. We'll work in the penis building. That's a penis. Jarrell Bolden, a Missouri teen with large feet, struggled to find comfortable shoes to his 23-size feet. That's, and this is a kid, right? Yes. How old is he? 16? He is, uh, where's that? It doesn't, I may get to it in a few minutes. I don't see it. Anyway, 23 size feet. His family shared how difficult it is for him to find shoes and clothing. And out of nowhere, NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal sent him a pair of 23 size shoes. Holy cow. I know the struggles he's going through every day. Shaq surprised Bolden with a video call and later sent him three boxes filled with 20 pair of 23 size shoes and some clothing too because he's, it's hard for him to fit into stuff. I don't have no control over his feet growing like this, but just as a parent, not being able to do something that your kid needs, it's like it do something to you. So just to have people reach out and pull through for us, it was amazing. Now, Shaq's been doing this a lot. You read the stories all the time. He does this all the time. Yeah. That's right. He's a very giving person. He'll yeah. be in a, say he's in Home Depot hanging out and he sees a lady buying a dishwasher. He'll just go over and buy it for her. That's right. Especially if you got big feet. <laughs> I feel for her. I have to go upstairs sideways because my feet are too big. Finally, Deborah and Scott Center have a beautiful, shiny new roof on their Edmond, Oklahoma home. Why? Because uh, well, I got big feet. <laughs> <laughs> it was done by accident. What do you mean? Uh, he was on a business trip and decided to randomly go. She decided she to randomly with go with him, the wife, Deborah Center. She tells Inside Edition Digital, so we were about five hours away. Meanwhile, here in Oklahoma City, we had an entire roofing crew show up at the house. Trucks in the driveway, front driveway, back driveway, dumpster. And they started to work, completely tearing off our roof before we got a chance to say anything. Doesn't anybody like, I don't work in construction, but when you show up to the job site, you just go to town. You don't look for anybody that may or may not be associated with the property first and confirm. Apparently, whoever texted them the address got two numbers inverted. So yeah. you had like half the crew at one house going, where is everybody? And the other half at the other oh, house that no. was like, oh, God, where, you know, and they, it's a pretty funny story. Go ahead. You can continue, Rick. No, there's nothing more to it. They, yeah, they, they, but they finished the completion. They, 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 they it was a $30,000 job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they called them up and they were like, hey, I have no other way to tell you this other than we did the wrong house, but you got a new roof out of it. It wound up saving them almost $4,000 on their insurance premium because they had a new roof. Yeah, it was a steel roof. Yeah, so, they don't have to pay, do they? No, 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 because they were so nice about it. She really wanted to help the company out. So she went and put this big post up on social media, kind of recommending them to everyone because they were so awesome about it. But yeah. But they get the right address. They do great work. (laughs) (laughs) Looking to renovate your house with a few surprises thrown in there? Then call the Accidental Home Renovators, where we specialize in accidentally doing all sorts of stuff. So, um, I lost my notes. What were we supposed to do for you? You were going to tear down my deck and put in a swimming pool. Oh, well, we accidentally added onto your deck and we put a swimming pool in the neighbor's yard. Huh? And we added three more kitchens. Why would I need more than one kitchen? I don't know. It was an accident. Oh, come on. So what are you waiting for? Call the Accidental Home Renovators and be just as surprised as we are when we accidentally do stuff to your house. Call 1-888-OOPSIE-DAISY now. Wait a minute. Who are you? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Children, get out of this room immediately. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Oh, yes, it has gone crazy. This story, I don't know what to say anymore. All right, so a couple of Meta employees have stepped forward. Really? About what? Instagram. Uh Uh-oh, what? Oh, boy. This is hard to believe. And I looked it up. It's 
pretty true. It's been across several platforms now. Two team members inside Meta raised alarms in an internal report that they had out. But of course, it never got in the media. It's the first time. Uh, they found that hundreds of what the company calls parent-managed minor accounts... Oh, God, what? ...were being purposefully used, and they knew about it, as subscription-featured accounts for selling content not available to non-paying followers. What's the content? The content often featured young girls in bikinis, leotards, underage, was sold to an audience that was overwhelmingly male and often overt about sexual interest in children. So sold to pedophiles because it was a parental blocked account. You'd think, oh, it's just little kids looking at this, but it was really pervy dudes. You thought the parents were in charge of it and people are going to look for the kid. No, the parents, according to the report, parents familiar with the investigation determined that payment features were launched without basic child safety protections. They were used by parents to sell their own children. (gasps) Now, I've got to tell you, just to be fair, to tell you the straight up on the story, it involved no nudity. It was all legal. However... How is selling your child legal? Well, there's there's been no... Proof of them actually selling their children? No, 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 no. They're selling the subscription to these pages, and there's nothing illegal going on in these photos. However, Meta and these parents who purposely did this knew that and did it anyway. They posted pictures of their children their own in, kids. in revealing clothing, <gasps> and they made money off of it. Oh, it's like cuties all over again. And there's nothing you can do because it's not illegal, but it tells you where Meta and Facebook and Instagram's heads are at. So if you post something on Meta that has to do political of what they don't believe, they take it down, but underage girls totally fine? Right. And parents selling them. Sometimes parents engaged in some of the common responses. Sexual banter back and forth. (gasps) Pretending to be their own children. No! Dude. Firing squad. That's all I got to say. Firing squad. Meta last year began a broad rollout of a tipping and paid subscription service, part of an effort to give influencers a financial incentive for producing content. Only accounts belonging to adults are eligible to sell content or solicit donations, but the platform allows adults to run or co-manage accounts with a child's name on it. Why are we on social media anymore? Why don't I just wish it would all blow up? Turn it off. Such child modeling accounts is what they're called gain interests from adults, specifically pedophiles. After Sarah Adams, a Canadian mother and social media activist, brought attention to a group of Instagram accounts selling bikini photos of their own kids last spring, Meta's own reviews confirmed that the parent-run modeling accounts were catering to users who had demonstrated pedophilic interests elsewhere on the platform and regularly used sexualized language when discussing the models on the post. Modeling platform, that's how they get you. They made a whole movie based on a story, Sound of Freedom, which was based on how they pull you in saying, ooh, I'm going to make your child famous. They're beautiful. I'll make them a model. And boom, kidnapped, sold into slavery. What is wrong with people? The two meta staffers that spoke found that its algorithms promoted child modeling subscriptions to likely pedophiles. And in some cases, parents discussed offering additional content on other platforms, according to some people familiar with the investigation. Doesn't that make you just want to drive off a cliff and just be done with it? Well, the evilness... Is that a word? Yeah, uh, it is now. I like it. Behind... Zuckerberg and their 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 greed and their need and love for power and money 
is what about it, the parents? No, I know I'm, all of it, all all of it, all of it. It's this is so mind blowing to me, and I know I get worked up when it comes to stuff like this because you would think you would think with all the divisiveness in this country now that this would be the one the one thing that everybody could get on board and be together with. Pedophilia, bad. I don't I don't understand why this is still allowed to go. <clears throat> well, I do understand because half of them are involved in it. A lot of powerful people, including our own government, is involved in child sex slavery. I get it. And there's doesn't make on, it right. And there's nothing on the news. Right now you watch the news. What are they doing? No, oh, they yeah. won't talk about it. You want to know why? Because somebody that they work for works for somebody else that gets money or pays money or is involved in it somehow. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, uh, again, I keep going to this because I th- I've never had a TV show. I think the only one that ever changed my life was... Uh, All in hmm. Family? No, not all in the family. I'm trying to think. Real Housewives of Dubai. That had an effect. Uh, Anyway, but um, again, I'm going to talk about it again. 1883. I I think what it is is that I've always thought this, and it now was actually done really well. Explain what 1883 is. 1883 is the is the story of, and it's multi layered. Before you get it, it's what the Wild West was like, really like. Right. it, It doesn't cut any corners. It it's not about, you know, indigenous people versus white guys. It has nothing to do with that. It's, it's basically life back then, how dangerous and how few people made it. I, I guarantee you've seen an ad for it. It's a spinoff of Yellowstone. It takes place way but, before Yellowstone and it stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. But it's so not like Yellowstone because I've watched four episodes. I love already. Yellowstone. I love Yellowstone too. But I'm, what I'm saying is this has nothing to do with Yellowstone. This, this is just plain humans trying to make it through a very rough period where just traveling 100 miles can mean the death of you and your entire family. Whereas smallpox was just something that happened you had you couldn't do anything about it. your whole family would die and you would burn your house down with them in it. Oh, dead. But I mean that's it life was raw. It was it was raw and it's everything that I keep trying to tell people where we live now, the time we live in how we live, the country we live in, this is all fantasy. We're living a dream. I know you're saying, to, how could this be a dream? It's an awful country. Look at what we... Well, no. we've come such a f- long way long since way. then. In a blink of an eye, one EMP, one mm-hmm. nuclear blast in this country, and we're back to what 1883 depicts in that show. I'm telling right. you, watch it. It'll change your life. Imagine your world without toilet paper. No, it's it's you watch the show and you'll never complain about your Starbucks latte again. You take again. so many things for granted that you don't realize. It, it was... Violence, vi- the word violence doesn't even give it, do it justice. And 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 the and the depiction, you know, because actually when I went to school, they taught you history. I know they don't do that anymore. We know nothing about American history, nothing. In schools now, they teach you about racism and how bad we are because of racism. They don't teach you what life was really about sans racism, just, just what life was about back then. And someday we'll find out what life was about. Hopefully not, but that's what it is. These people in Washington don't understand it. We got people like Jake Sullivan, this guy I'm going to play for you in just a second. Um, these people have multiple degrees from the, they're the elite of the elite in education. They're academics, they're lawyers, 10 times over. They're successful in, in the gauges that we give them here in this country. They're successful all get out, right? Mm-hmm. They don't understand basic life. They haven't watched 1883. I'm being facetious, but I'm saying maybe they need to. We have the, this uh, proxy of Iran right now, the Houthis. They're attacking us day after day, day after day. They're bombing us. They're going in the shipping lanes, the commercial shipping lanes. There's oil going through there. There's food. There's You name it. It all comes out of the shipping lanes. 
in the Middle East. They're attacking commercial ships. They keep attacking us. I think at last count it was over 210 attacks on us via drone, missiles, you know, all kinds of things. We keep responding, but we keep telling them that we don't want to escalate. And the thing is, is that one thing that Trump was always right about, do I have that audio? Hmm. It's like, okay, let's take, for example, what he said last week. Remember when he said, and and Biden's still talking about it, that if uh, our allies didn't pay their 2% to help defend themselves using us, that he was going to not defend them if Russia attacked him. That sounds and, and everybody reasonable. Was, everybody was like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. And the Biden's out there going, oh, you hear what the vice, what the last president said? It's, it's unfathomable that he, he is encouraging Russia to attack our allies. And of course, all of a sudden, after he said that, all these allies, 28 of them that didn't pay their bills, are paying their bills. Imagine that. Like you said it the other day. If you don't pay your OUC or your Duke Energy bill, what's the quickest way to get you to pay? Hmm. Turn your power off. Right. It's, it's business. It's, it's human nature. It's the way it goes. So there's no threat. We keep going out there saying, um, yeah, we don't want to escalate. So they keep bombing us. Here's Jake Sullivan. As you know, the intelligence community has said that in 2016 and 2020, Russia interfered in the United States presidential elections. Are there concerns or is there even evidence that Russia is planning to interfere in the 2024 election, Jake? I can't speak to evidence today. I think I made a mistake. That's the wrong bite. I put the wrong stuff on the wrong thing. I know. So he asked me what I'd do, and I said, I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. It's true. Yeah, that, that's it. I put the wrong uh, soundbite on there. But the, but basically, Jake Sullivan came out and said, yeah, um, actually, it was uh, John Kirby. John oh. Kirby came out and said, uh, hey, you know, uh, we don't want to escalate. Uh, we are dealing with, with, with the attacks and the commercial shipping lanes, and we're doing everything we can to defend those, uh, those commercial shipments, uh, but we're not looking to escalate. Well, you know what these people say on the other side? They actually watched 1883. They mm-hmm. are 1883. They're like, ho, 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 hit him again, hit him again, hit him again, hit him again, hit him again. And they keep doing it because they know that we don't want to escalate. That's not how you do it. You do it like Trump did it. It's not going to stop until oh, you're you hit just, him back. You're just a Trumper. No, I don't care who said it. I don't care who the president was at the time. It needs to be said. Reagan's done it before. Mm-hmm. I forget what happened with Reagan once. He wiped out the entire Navy. I think it was one of those countries, Iran or Iraq. But yeah, you got to make it so they, they're they fearful of you. And go, oh crap, well we don't want to do that again. But they don't do it. So we keep getting bombed. It's amazing. So unfortunately, I'm not so amazing because I didn't have the audio for you. That's right. You got the point across. That was good. Actually, I found it. (laughs) This is from The Telegraph, associate editor and British Army veteran Dominique Nichols. He's another one. Listen to this. Where does it end? If they're not deterred, and if you're now going after to degrade and disrupt, where does that end? I asked the Defence Secretary two or three weeks ago at his Lancaster House speech, I said, how how, how much deterrence is enough? How do you know what's your measure of, of, of effectiveness? How do you know when they've been deterred? And he said, well, you know, it's not about numbers. And I said, well, it kind of is. Because, if, you know, is one missile from the Houthis against a ship in the Red Sea, is that... I asked him what the acceptable level of violence was. Is one missile a week acceptable? Three? See, see the way they think? See this guy? This guy's, the, you know, they're partnering with us on attacking the Houthis, you know, fighting back. But that's how he thinks. Like, well, yeah, but we're already thinking, of how, to, how do we end this? Can we... I mean, and, and it's a noble thing to want to have peace. 
But the only thing these people understand is the threat of major violence wiping them completely out yeah. that'll get them to respond. They're not responding because we act like that. We are simply in a defensive posture to try to protect that commercial shipping, and we have in the last 48 hours. Since there's been an escalation. Now Iran has launched a frigate into that, so there has been an escalation. Okay, again, let me stop you. The fact that they... The United, I ask you again, has the United States' actions supported an escalation? As a result, no. You said that the press. Your words said. You asked me a question, ma'am. I answered it. No. So, so we even excuse escalation. Don't you think these people watch this where our reporters yes. go, you're trying to escalate, aren't yes. you? That's bad. Bad escalation. We're not trying to escalate, really. We're not trying to... So they're sitting there going, well, hell, let's hit him, hit him again. We always tell everything that we're going to do or not going to do. And then Trump gets out there. And, you know, I said to somebody that is really the messenger. The messenger is important. I could have one man say, we're going to tax you 25%. And I could say another, listen, you mother... <laughs> you see, it's the way you say it. And it's, people go, he's crass. They don't want him as my president. No, but he's right. He's right. It's intimidation. you got to use intimidation against your enemies. That's what they understand. They don't understand yep. this whole, what is it going to, how are we going to, we can't escalate. We have to make peace. Peace, love, yeah, 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 I mean, it's all wonderful and everything until, you know, they shoot a bomb in your direction. Mm. Bomb the sh- out of her. I'd blow up the pipes. I'd blow up the ref- I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. I would just bomb those suckers. I'm gonna bomb the shit out of them. <laughs> wow. But that's what they understand. So anyway, um, coach of Vermont basketball team that forfeited a game against a transgender player broke their silence yesterday. I don't know if you know about this. This is on the heels of the three girls getting injured at that one game where a six foot one male player who believes he's a girl is playing on the team because, you know, it's inclusive. And he didn't even, he didn't even do anything wrong. He reached behind him of a girl that was reaching around him to grab the ball and just kind of pushed her off. It's just his mere size was, it, it outweighed her by, I can't even tell you. It's Three just, times. And he didn't, it's like he didn't know his own strength. He's so big. F- smacked her on her back. She hurt her back. Two other players got injured. But this is all, you know, inclusion. We gotta be inclusion. So another uh, coach saw this and said, you know what? We're not going to play. We'll forfeit the game before it happens. Chris Goodwin, who coaches at Mid-Vermont Christian School, said the team was notified of the transgender player on the other team, but it wasn't until the playoffs last year that the team ended up facing them on the court. Goodwin Monday alongside his attorney, Ryan Tucker, to discuss this. Uh, They took legal action because the state now has decided because they won't play that game because they don't want girls to get hurt Mm -hmm. because the guy that's transgender on that team is bigger than the guy who injured three girls at the game that we talked about earlier in the week. Different guy, bigger. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, we're not doing it. Now they have religious reasons too, but at the same time... My reaction is, you know, in the middle of the season last year, we were informed by... uh, other coaches and other players in the league that there was a, a male athlete playing for another team in our division. Now, they this other team was not on our schedule during the year, uh, but we did see that there was a possibility that we might end up playing them in the playoffs and being seated against them. And as the season did come to an end, that is uh, that was the, the scenario that worked itself out. So, 
after discussions with the administration and our players and parents, we decided that instead of going against our religious beliefs that, you know, that there are differences between male and female and we are created differently, we decided to forfeit that game and uh, withdraw from the tournament. And at that point, the state of Vermont governing body kicked us out of all athletic competitions in the state. Totally. Completely kicked him out of every, what? just because of that. Now, um, again, he took the he took the Christian route and the scriptural route. and Turned uh, the other cheek. And that's all fine and everything. Thing, but it, it, it goes back again to what we talked about with Trump versus John Kirby and talking to your you know, detractors and how you need to speak directly to the subject. Here, I feel like they kind of sidestepped it and used the Christian angle, which is fine. But that was his reasoning. That, that's his reasoning. The other team was because of the safety of his girls. Well, that's the other team. But I'm saying in this team, it actually was because this guy was bigger than even the player who hurt right. those other three girls. He should have spoken to that directly. My opinion. That's just my opinion. Instead of trying to palm it off on this religious thing, right. because then answers the state and goes, hey. You can impose your religious beliefs on your team and your students, and that's fine, but not on the state. So he gave them the ammunition to remove them from further competition. But all you're doing now is because of one one person, you're making this circus run around, jumping through hoops for one person, right? And all you're doing is punishing the female athletes and the female athletes that are on the same team as this individual because if no other teams want to play them, so now they don't get to play. None of the other girls in the league get to play. So you're doing all of this for one person. Instead of solving the problem, which would be to remove the guy from the team so the girls can play their sport, nobody wants to do that. No. We would do everything but that. So now you're jumping through hoops for one person and all of these other athletes are the ones that suffer. There was this former head coach from University of North Carolina, Tar Heels. She's the women's basketball coach out mm-hmm. there. And she was talking about the very thing. And the host asked her, I forget it was NBC or whatever, asked her, why do you think these transgender men uh, want to play on these girls' teams? What, and, do you, what do you think the answer and, and, is? Well, the answer, she just tells the truth here. Well, maybe they can't be successful playing against guys. Yeah. And so, you know, they play against women, just like the swimmer did. You know, in 72, I was a sophomore in college when Title IX was passed. Title IX was passed to make things fair and equal for females. And having to play against transgenders is not fair and it's not equal. If you're 6'5", you're 6'5". I don't care if you've had an operation or you're taking hormones or what. You're still 6'5". And the wingspan, I mean, it's just just not fair and it's not equal. it's really, it's disappointing that we're actually having to go through this and debate this. Yeah, it's it's amazing that we're even talking Did about it. Did they push back for, because of her answer? I'm surprised they didn't. No, there's, there's, oh, her answer? Yeah, because they, can, they couldn't cut it in male sports, so they go into the female sports. No, there was no response after that. It was thank you and bye. Mm. One so, of your players' urine tested positive for three separate types of anabolic steroids and a low-grade beaver tranquilizer. Damn you, Bernice! <laughs> Sex of a human and other mammal babies is decided by the male determining gene on the Y chromosome. But the human Y chromosome is degenerating. What do you mean? Remember what we talked about earlier? It may disappear in a few million years, leading to our extinction unless we evolve a new sex gene. In humans, as in other mammals, females have two X chromosomes and males have a single X and a single Y. The X contains about 900 genes that do all sorts of jobs unrelated to sex, but the Y contains an all-important gene that kickstarts male development in the embryo. 
Wow. It's disappearing. Do you think it's going to wind up being like Jurassic Park, where if they're all females, one of those X chromosomes will slowly start to transform into a Y chromosome? Don't talk to me about Sex in the City. I don't remember that show. It's anyway. Jurassic Park. Oh, is it Jurassic Park? Yeah, kind of different than one? Sex in the City. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's where he's talking to the dude from Law and Order. How do you know they're all female? Is somebody yeah. got in the park and pulled the dinosaur skirts? <laughs> we control their chromosomes. It's really not that difficult. Yeah. All vertebrate embryos are inherently female anyway. They just require an extra hormone given at the right developmental stage to make them male. We simply deny them that. Deny them that? John, the kind of control you're attempting is... Uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop thinking of Family Guy when I, I hear that. <laughs> so uh, this is what's happened over a span of 166 million years. So it's wow. happening very slowly. But uh, the Y chromosome has lost 955 active genes over the last 166 million what? years. So pretty soon, yeah, try to find a man. Just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It does, doesn't it? In a breakthrough discovery, men will disappear in the future. Now, a message from America's top female scientist. Hey, fellas. Turns out the Y chromosome is dying out, which means men could die out with it. Imagine that. A world without men. No more man spreading. No more leaving the seat up. And no more trying to solve my problems when you should just shut up and listen. We may have to kill spiders and open pickle jars on our own, but I think that's worth finally getting pay equality. You know, it's not that we want you dead. It's just that you're not really necessary. Once we can reproduce through genetic engineering, I'll just take care of myself. Myself. I'll just... Uh, see myself out. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. So I was going to do the, I'm doing two of these, you know, Facebook write-ins where people go, I have this dilemma, help me out with it. And I'm only, you don't really have to answer them. I'm just doing them because I feel like, Everybody can relate to these two individuals. Everybody's had that moment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if not this week, then this month. Here's my favorite. His name is Vibert. Vibert? V-I-B-E-R-T. How would you you pronounce it? Vibert? Vibert? No, Vibert. It's Vibret. (laughs) This is funny. Tell me if you can't relate to this. Uh, I feel like my life has become become too complex. I've got too much going on. I can't keep up with everything all the time. I just want to quit everything and go live in the woods or something. Yeah, join the club. Is it normal to feel constantly overwhelmed by life or is something wrong with me? No, there's something wrong with everybody, but it's mostly what's wrong with the world. What's that? Our attention spans are too short. We're bombarded with too much stuff. saw the funniest thing online the other day. I have to pull it up for you because it was hysterical. It said, uh, I need a white girl with a nose ring to tell me what planets are making me sad. And someone wrote, <laughs> someone wrote, I don't have a nose ring, but I'm pretty sure it's Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, here's another one that I think we can relate to. I have one more year of college and my financial aid. I wish you had, I, I'm putting you on the spot here, so I'm really sorry. The, the girls that are like, I just started working at college and I can't oh afford God. anything and can we just work I'm so tired. What did I label that I as? Probably whiny girl. I don't know. Oh. I'll read and you look. 
It says, uh, I have one more year of college and my financial aid pays for everything except my living expenses. I have a part-time job, but I just don't make enough to pay all of my bills. I've been getting further and further behind, and now I'm going to have to pay rent in a few days, and I don't have all the money. I have two choices. Stay in my apartment, fall behind on rent, and face the consequences, or move out in the next few days. I'm month to month, and my landlord is cool with it, so I wouldn't owe him anything if I left. All the stuff I really care about can fit into my car, so I can stay on a friend's couch for a few weeks. I'd basically be homeless, but would I be digging myself a deeper hole financially? Speaking, what is the smart move here? Be homeless. There's something called baby wine. Let me see if... I mean, no, it works, but, but not looking for well, exactly that. what I was looking for. It's pretty good. I never used that one. Well, there were these two girls. I think they were two separate. One girl just got out of college. Yeah. And it's if her you first do- full-time job. She had to work it oh, out. I know what it's under. Gen Z. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, there's a lot of Gen Z stuff. Gen Z uh, homeowner. Oh, God, so it's much like, this of it. is life now. You work. Being an adult requires you Gen to work. Gen Z loser? Could it be that? I uh, work. I got it. I got it. Ready? Here we go. Gen Z loser. I work five days out of the week. 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. All by myself. Okay, that's one, but the really one I want is Gen Z Tears. Here it is. That's her, she's my favorite. This is it. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. Yeah, that's yeah. But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after Shop. college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, duh, if I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to show shower, eat my dinner, and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, So if you if you stop saying like, you might mm. have enough energy to walk to work. That's how much effort you're putting into the yeah. word like. You know, like working. I'm so upset. <laughs> you know, me too, dear. Me too. It's called being an adult. You know, I, there's, there's a, a friend of mine. She's a labor and delivery nurse. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, there's there's ways to fit things into your life. You just have to, I don't know, maybe get up earlier or, you know, just it's called prioritizing. She's a labor delivery nurse. She's there 24 hours a day. But before her shift, she will get up, which let's say it starts at 6 a.m. Usually shift changes around 6 or 7. She will get up at 3 a.m. so she could go exercise so she could have energy for her 24-hour shift. See, if I'm doing a 24-hour shift, skip the exercise. That is the exercise. <laughs> That's true. But this brings me to my next story, which is millennials like her are taking to TikTok to complain about not being able to afford rent. You'll see it all over the platform, whether it's Instagram or, uh, or TikTok or Facebook. Sometimes you can share your TikTok onto other platforms. Um, this girl said, my leasing office chose violence. She noted that her rent for her 450 square foot high rise in Boston. Well, you live in Boston. Well, you live in Boston. <laughs> you live in Boston. That, that explains all of it. Yeah. Why don't you just move to Manhattan? Then you can write an even more terse letter. She said she moved into her apartment back in 2021. She paid $2,600 a month. Now it's up to $344 or $3,444 a month. She said, I love Boston, but it's not New York. No, it's more expensive, actually, sometimes. Boston's beautiful. And another one. New York. This girl was crying on TikTok. She said, I can't afford rent. She's in Savannah, Georgia, which is pretty low cost of living. Yeah. Uh, her Her rent went up from, let's see here, from... 1300 to 1800 mm-hmm. And she said, it's not like I'm rich. I don't have any stuff. I have your basic household needs, microwave, couch, bed, things like that. But if you see an, an influx on the, the posts about how people can't afford anything, then I get it. 
Here's another. It's all of us. I mean, how many people? Oh, yeah, I mean, everybody's like one big accident or emergency away yes. from just being broke as a joke. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, one big leg break, one giant car explosion, done. And forget about savings account. It's like, if you have a if you have a savings account and you have like a college account for your kid, you've got your s together, and I admire you. I admire you. Please teach me a class. <laughs> you know, it's like you think you have your life together, and you're you're holding on. You're holding on. You're on thin ice, but you're like, I got it together for now. But you don't have a savings account. You don't have this. Get, you don't have this part together. You don't have this part together. You just have your little tiny bubble, and you're like, that's enough for right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it only takes one little thing to knock you right off the you know pedestal. There, you got to be careful. I used to do the check bouncing dance. Oh, ah. you know, Friday would hit, and I'd have to go out and party. I mean, that got to post date that check for two days from now. So I would go to the supermarket, which was Albertsons on Aloma, and I'd write a check uh-huh. for the money I would need to party all weekend. And then, of course, Monday I would pray that I got enough tips over the weekend doing spinning records at the oh. bar. To, to put in for the bank so that it wouldn't bounce. Sometimes it bounced. So you had no savings whatsoever back then. Savings? What was that? Wow. There's a certain point in everybody's career where, like, you go to work to make just enough money to be able to go to, to live. work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I need enough food to survive the day. I just need gotta to make be able the to... money to fix the car to put gas in it to get back to work to make the money to put gas in it to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, this should make it easier, if not. Um... Wendy's is doing something interesting. The CEO of Wendy's says they're planning to boost profits because they're suffering with food costs and stuff too by introducing digital menu boards that will have the capacity to display dynamic pricing that fluctuates throughout the day just like surge style pricing on Uber. Wait. What? No way. So it's like the I-4 Express lane. Yep. So when it's a busy lunch rush, well, now your burger's going to cost twice as much. Exactly. So wow. your, your Baconator from Wendy's might cost more, say, at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and it'll cost less around 2 or 3 o'clock. You know, I could see where BMW was doing this with the cars. Like, oh, you got to pay extra just because this is, you know, you, I know you have it, but you got to subscribe. Everything's just a way to weasel another dime out of your pocket. It's frustrating. Yeah. And now at Wendy's. Well, yep. the like, secret to all this is to get rich enough that you can tell people to go yourself. That's the dream. Yeah. That's yeah. What's the new Powerball American at? dream. What's Powerball at? Powerball's at 454 <laughs> and Mega Millions is over five almost to six. So I go, think that'll work. Go get your ticket today. And speaking of uh, hiked prices, we've been talking about it all week. American Airlines has raised their baggage fees. Other people have joined suit like United and JetBlue. And if this trend continues, they're just going to nickel and dime you for everything that they oh, could possibly think of. Ugh. This is your captain. Like to apologize for those unexpected additional baggage fees and let you know about some additional additional fees as we taxi down the runway. Like the new $10 taxiing fee. Too much air blowing on you? Go ahead and twist that knob to adjust. Three bucks for each quarter turn. Lavatory fees are $1 for number one and $200 for number two. Because that's nasty. There's a new Bing fee. Every time I hit this button, it's an additional five bucks. All this was listed in the terms of service agreement you didn't read before you clicked on it. Oh, there's also a $12 click fee. Well, we're cleared for takeoff. Again, takeoffs are completely free, and I'll let you know what the landing fee is on our final approach. Thanks, and enjoy the flight. I know. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. You stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, it happened on a flight to Dubai. A passenger became very drunk and extremely violent. 
So he headbutted one of the uh, flight attendants. What? Yep. And that's Ow. when two guys got up and pinned him on the ground and hogtied him. Yeah. Yeah, you get down there and squeal like a piggy. Jeez. Guy was tackled over two crew. Uh, the guy was taken down by two crew members who held him down and some passengers tied his legs together. The last picture you see the guy, he's tied to a wheelchair on the jet bridge. So. Yeah. A friend of mine actually had to do that. It was like her first day as a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. I think it was JetBlue. And uh, yeah, some drunk belligerent guy. They had to hog tie him with zip ties. Wow. That's she insane. sent me a photo of the dude like face down in front of her while she got her foot on his back. What? Like, Check it out. First day at work. I was like, dude. No. If you like to get drunk on an airplane, you might want to watch a video on YouTube Ooh. how to get out of duct tape and zip tie handcuffs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you need to drink it just enough to make your fear of flying go away, not to where you're like puking like you're at a frat party. Yeah, you need to just guzzle booze right before security so the alcohol <laughs> doesn't hit you while you're in security. Yeah. But then once you get past that, once you're, you're on the plane, it kicks wasted. in. You just got to get to the gate and then you save yourself, what, $200 in alcohol? I mean, the stuff on the plane's $15, a little bottle. Some things here that feel illegal but actually aren't. Some people are afraid to do these things because they actually believe they're illegal. For instance, editing your cousin. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Editing a contract. You have every right to edit a contract, redline through it, and make changes. And then, of course, the person who gave you the contract, you can always get their approval with their signature. Okay. Uh, Light writing. Driving at night with the cabin light on. Perfectly legal. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think parents just tell that to their kids. Breaking up a banana bunch at the grocery store. I do that all the time. Perfectly legal, and the grocer usually accepts that that's what you're going to do. I yeah. feel guilty every time I do it, too, but I'm like, I don't need nine bananas. Yeah, Uber Eats is real, or not Uber Eats, who is the Instacart? During COVID, mm-hmm. you order bananas, and you're like, uh, let me get two things of bananas. Apparently, they'll just rip two bananas off and give you two bananas. That's what you, yeah. oh, you meant two bunches. Yes. Oh. I didn't, yeah. Owning a flamethrower. In some states in the U.S., it's perfectly legal to own a flamethrower as long as you adhere to the safety regulations. That clicking you hear is Smokestack and Rick on Amazon ordering a flamethrower. Oh, I've always wanted one. <laughs> Card counting in the casinos in Vegas. Perfectly legal, even no. though the casino people don't like it. They'll and, throw you out. No, well, they'll take you out back and then pummel you. Oh, and then yeah. Throw you out. yeah. I don't recommend that one. Yep. Perfectly legal. Well, uh, I mean, they can't do anything. You're just doing the math. Eating grapes while shopping. Snacking on <gasps> grapes while shopping might feel like theft, but it's not. Stores expect some sampling as part of the shopping experience. As long as you're going to buy them, put really? them in your cart and snack on them. Yeah. Does I do this that- apply to all deli items, or well, where are we at? We do it with cookies all the time with Elliot. When, well, when he was little, I'd get him a thing of cookies, and he'd eat half of them, and I'd get up to the register and give her an empty bag and be like, can you scan this? He already ate them. I couldn't imagine doing that. I would just feel like... Oh, I do like that. Taking a car from the dealership it. and coming back two days later, going. Oh, by the way, here, thank you. I had a shop one day last. I told you about this. I went to shopping Walmart. Mm-hmm. I opened a box of crackers at the beginning of the store and emptied it out by the end by the register. Yeah. And then I swiped it. You know, and paid well, for it. Of course, yeah, it. you yeah. paid for it. Yeah. Drink a beverage while you're doing that. Turning right on red, making that red turn may feel a little awkward in some places, maybe illegal, but it's actually very legal and encouraged. Sometimes yes. you'll get the light that says no. Right, yeah. You know. And in Florida, one thing that drives me crazy, too, is in this Florida state, we have red light arrows, and there's people from out of state that come here. Especially if you ever go by a hotel or I drive or anywhere where there's people from out of town, when there's a red arrow, they don't move. They no. don't budge, and you're like honking your horn. Well, I thought the red arrow means you're not supposed to turn. No, you can make no. a turn on a red arrow as long as that... Doesn't have a circle with a line yeah. through it. Right. You no Gustbuster sign. You, you treat it like a stop sign. Gotcha. You have to stop, you make sure it's clear, and then you can go. Unless it says no turn on red. But everybody needs to do that. You know how many 
that jams happens. there are just because people just sit there and refuse to turn? Well, that happens all the time on Princeton Street when you're getting oh. on Mills. And it says, big as life, no turn, no right on red. Yeah, if there's a sign that says no right on red or the big round ball with the big red. Right. right yeah. And you'll still have people behind you honking and you're like, it's not that right there. Going outside in pajamas, perfectly legal. As you will see proven at Walmart. Or here in the studio with Rick every morning. NASA's <laughs> Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, Odie, that landed on the moon's surface. Everybody celebrated for a few hours until they realized it tipped over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Somebody go pick up Odie. They How did it tip over? Uh, it hit a rock. He's drunk. It landed a mile from where it's supposed to, and it kind of landed on a rock and it tipped over. Who's driving that thing? I don't know. Pictures from the <laughs> lander just came back after not communicating for an entire day. So I guess we got pictures of the, of the ground. Great. <laughs> well, let's try to take a look at the moon dust that we spent so much money to just look at this. That's frustrating. Uh, cunning Facebookers are now selling a $150 non-refundable selfie with their 40-ounce tumblers, Stanley. Why? 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 Why would they do this? Thank you, Chandler. That was my question. Uh, people are... Uh, taking selfies with their $300 Stanleys via online resellers. Why is a Stanley $300? You know you can go over to the Joann's Fabrics and they got one that looks just like it. No. What are you doing with that picture? You showing your grandkids? Look, honey, here I was with a cup. I'll never <laughs> understand it. I won't either. Oh. Uh, Status symbols are weird, aren't they? They're very, very weird. Uh, Hillsborough. This just happened. A Florida man was arrested over the weekend after climbing a cell tower in Hillsborough County. Dude, the... the the helicopter footage they have because they have them on the thermal camera because it was in the middle of the night. Not that you'd want to do it in the day, but I feel like you could see better. Uh, they catch this guy like climbing down. He went to the top of this thing. It's like a thousand feet. Wow, that's a big. That's not a cell tower. I. That's too scary. That's too many feet for me. Yeah. All right, we have eyes on him coming down the tower. Eyes. Uh, probably about three quarters of the way up. All right, he's coming down the stairs to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we see him. He's coming back to the top. I think it's 16. You made it all the way to the top top? Yeah. Wow. What do you get charged with? Uh, I'm sure trespassing, yeah. um, you know, reckless endangerment of somebody. All right, finally, eight years after becoming a minor league baseball coach, uh, baseball umpire, uh, the seventh ever woman umpire, former North Jersey High School softball standout Jen Powell, is inching towards Major League Baseball debut soon. I thought wow. she already umped her first game. Powell, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Powell, 47 years old, who graduated from West Milford High School. I know. We used to play them. And is gearing up to work in the Major League Baseball's Grapefruit League during spring training for next month. Powell will be based in South, Southern Florida to make work spring uh, to work spring training games in preparation for ultimate goal, becoming the first female umpire assigned to a regular season Major League Baseball game. You know, they wow. used to have those spring training games here yeah. out in Kissimmee and then they moved them. Now they're over, uh, there's some in Bradenton, there's some in uh, I think there's some in Tampa, some in Sarasota, but they're, they're not here anymore. It's sad. So congratulations to Jen Powell or Powell. First who, female. Well, she's the, one of the first female umps in Major League, or is, the, well, is she now the she's, first? She's in Major League, Minor League. You know, she's in Major League Baseball. Um, what is it called? The regular season for the 
She's going to be the first female ump at Major League, yes? Yeah, she'll probably do yeah. it for the Nationals when they face the Astros okay. coming up next month. Wow. It's an historic time for Major League Baseball as we welcome our first female umpire. The MLB finally realized that women are just as capable as men when it comes to calling strike three on a pitch six inches outside of the zone or ruling that an obvious home run is a foul ball. And like our male counterparts, women know when to eject your favorite player, always in the first inning. Females are also equal in explaining the infield fly rule because nobody can explain the infield fly rule. Plus, can a woman umpire actually do a worse job than Angel Hernandez? The MLB is thrilled to have women officiating our games because our league has always been about inclusiveness. Well, at least since 1947. Now, let's play ball. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 